And he goes, oh, okay, well, and he kind of like gets a little somber and he goes, well, we're out here celebrating the death of my daughter who died when she was two years old. Oh my God. And I was going to throw these balloons out and they were going to fly everywhere. And we just, I'm sitting there then and I'm like, oh my God, I can't tell this dude I have weed now after I already said no. Big questions. No answers. See these questions I got on my mind. I'm asking them all the time, time. Like traveling through the universe, I'm scrambling. These black holes, how does time flow? If I dropped in one, where would I go when I come out? A hundred years old. Big question, no answers though. What happens when we dream? Is this world all it seems? I think, therefore I am. All I know is my name is Sam. On the road, child to a man. Do I need a plan? All these questions and more, that's what's in store. I got a, I got a big question for you. A big question. Matt. I have no answers, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, you're an actor. You're a thespian. Um, yes. I have a, a, lot, a few thespian-related questions, and that doesn't mean okay. a uh, someone who identifies as a woman who loves a woman, right? That's um an actor, a thespian. A um, thespian. Not an interesting lisp for a lesbian. A thespian. <laughs> My L's are ths. Sorry. <laughs> do you, uh, do you look at life like you're playing a role? That's a good question, bro. Thank you. Because I think at times, I know, I think me personally and other actors definitely do that. Mm-hmm. But I think there's moments where, you know, you're walking outside and there's a nice sunset and you're looking at it. It's just a normal day and you're like, pretty. And I feel like actors pull out of their head and like see themselves there. And they're kind of like making these dramatic faces like, oh, I miss my my dog. All these like stupid dramatic things. But in, in a more broad sense, yes. I think being an actor, because you're studying these characters and trying to like get in their minds, you often kind of do that to yourself as well. You'll start mm. analyzing like, an action you do and being like, where did that come from? Hmm. What, what motivated me do it saying that or speaking that way Hmm. or these feelings, like what core value or objective that I have is influencing these actions. Wow. So it's like a psychology then at that point. Yeah. I mean, I think some actors, I feel like it's not at all psychological. They're just, it's like they're just playing some people right. and it works, but other people, it is kind of like you're studying the mind of someone. Mm. It's a specific person, but it's, I don't know, painting a portrait of their psychology, I suppose. Wow. So is it, do you think it's made you better at like identifying root causes of like responses or reactions or like emotions? In, that? In hindsight, yes. Mm. But I feel like everyone kind of has that capability if they're willing to be a little more open with something. Right. Well, also, because like with acting, you look at your character both like subjectively from their experience where they're able to justify everything they do and also objectively like from an outside perspective. Mm. Um, like 
you know, actually judging them as a whole, like being it, because you don't look at yourself and see all your thoughts and your goals and your actions and put it all together as one picture. You're kind of stuck in your right. lens. But as an actor, when you, you get that opportunity to look at these characters in their relation to everything, and you can kind of translate that ideology to your real life, I suppose, and hmm. kind of see your place which also sometimes makes you feel a little inconsequential in the grand mm. scheme of a lot of things. Because you like start analyzing and you're like, oh, I'm not very important. <laughs> like everything I did today was cool, but it didn't affect the world. It didn't make a difference. It didn't mm. change anyone's life. Right. Interesting. Do you, do, you like, do you look at acting as a way to do that? Like as it, a way to do all those things I just mentioned? As a way to impact it, someone else's life or as a way to, like you're saying, like you get brought out of whatever your day by thinking like, shit, did I actually, did my day matter? Like, do you yeah. look at acting as a way to, because I feel like most people, to matter. yeah, like if I asked you like, what do you want to do with your life? For most people, it would be like, oh, I want to like, you know, leave the world a better place than I found it. Or I want to impact mm. people positively. Like it's acting for you is acting yeah there. maybe it's not that deep maybe it's just you enjoy it Dude, no it totally is that yeah like there's a feeling you get <clears throat> especially like the, when you're taking your bow or when you're doing the show itself like i mean like the same thing a comedian will talk about with getting that like audience response whether it's a laugh or a, a gasp or a, a, a scream even sometimes right. weird there's weird people at theater yeah um <laughs> but getting that response is there's something invigorating about it. And I've always thought that it's, you know, there's 150 people in the audience and they're all watching the show and majority of them probably just came out and they, they had a good time. Mm. You got to like actively contribute to them letting loose for a sec, right. getting involved in the story and like forget about a relationship their life with these fictional characters. Yeah. Mm. Like reading a book, but like it's much more active and there's all these people involved in it. But the thing that's always kind of, rung to me and that i will especially with my degree of success have no idea if it's happened and maybe we'll never know mm. but is the thought that someone in the audience could see something in your performance or another cast member's performance or just an overarching theme of the story mm. that might strike some chord inside them that that changes something about them that presents something new to them and opens up their mind in some sort of way or mm. or gives them some closure to a, something that's been bothering them and that, that doesn't always happen yeah but i know for one like i've gone to plays where i've watched characters that were written and then being portrayed and i've connected to them and mm. for like the first time certain um internal problems i've had i've, I've seen them on someone else in a fictional mm. setting and i've kind of it's validated my feeling being like oh this isn't that weird this is wow. other people feel this too and yeah. then you can get that just from life as well but i think seeing it on stage and you know these authors are trying to communicate something when they write plays they're trying to say something about the world or about being a human i mean most of it's just about being a human yeah and there's always something that can connect and i've felt that and I don't know if I've made anyone feel that, especially with the the roles that I've played, being like a shirtless dude on stage. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gay. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, 
I love that man. Yeah. Dude, I, that's, I don't think I've turned anyone, but <laughs> you get a lot of attention from those kind of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, maybe just being up on stage without a shirt or with like gold Speedo on, I've motivated someone that to take their health more yeah. seriously. Totally. To get in better shape or something like that. But I think that that's the biggest thing, and I, I'd never – be cognizant of it because no one would ever come up to you and be like yeah you just changed my life right, huh? right. <laughs> um but i think just knowing that the possibility of one person in the audience whether it's an older person or a kid yeah could have some dramatic shift mm. in their thinking yeah that's, I, that's really interesting like i think for me that's how i like judge like good art or good books is what you mm-hmm. you point out like really well which uh I got excited when you said it was like understanding that like you're not alone it, and it could be like mm-hmm. a really specific like odd emotion that you don't really know how to like articulate even. Um, yeah. But you're looking at this character, or you're reading about this character and you're like, holy fuck, like this is what I'm going through like right now. And there's yeah. something like incredibly powerful that it seems like only, only for me, I, I feel like only art has like been able to kind of, get me to do that so maybe it's like a unique yeah. unique sphere for for art really um i but i think it's probably singled out to that yeah um just because i mean that's what it tries what art aims to do it well art's so subjective like to what you think its purpose is but right. a lot of it does seem like it's just trying to connect the dots of the human experience and present mm-hmm. people with a way to look at it that's not just through their own eyes hundred percent yeah do you have uh like grand like dreams of of making it big and becoming the next Broadway star is that like your <sighs> your end goal when you're laying in bed at night and you're like this is my ideal life your Dude, positive affirmations the... in the mirror <laughs> <laughs> my uh what's the uh, dream board your dream or board yeah, yeah yeah um honestly no, I don't look at it like that because my like biggest aspirations and things that I don't intend on making come about right this moment would be more towards write, writing and directing things. Okay. Cuz I want I love being a part of the creative process, being an actor and getting to add my take to what someone else has already written, but I don't even these like the greatest actors ever they're they're craftsmen they're mm-hmm. they're tradesmen they're doing something that a lot of people do that brings out a product that you know certain performances in movies and stuff you could replace the actor with someone else and still get something quite similar even though it'd be different there'd mm-hmm. be nuance but the writer wrote that character and mm-hmm. planned them out and the director chose like which direction he wanted to take them in and so I really aspire to be that person, that that architect of the story, hmm. whether it's just just writing it or whether it's writing a novel that gets turned into a movie hmm. or something of that sort. I actually started writing a well, started writing. We're like in the Prometheus phase of it, <laughs> but started a novel recently. That's I mean the idea. I love, and it's like one of these things where you're like, this could be a movie, mm. but getting it on the page, like that, that aspiration of being a writer and a director is, 
harder to visualize because there's a lot of work on the front end of it before you'd ever get to that point. Mm. Do you feel like you've Unlike always acting where you just go ahead. I was wondering, like, do you think you've always had like a, I mean, you've always been like, if I look, think back to our, like your role at our, in our friend group, for example, like you've always kind of been like the progenitor of a lot of like our slang and like weirdness and like, uh, you've, yeah, if I think back, you've like built skits and stuff without me even yeah. like realizing. <laughs> um, yeah, is that something like as you're kind of like narrative builder self kind of always been in there? Like you always enjoyed, you know, creating stories or creating weird things yeah. for people to enjoy? Dramatizing life. Yeah, in yeah, a yeah. Way. yeah, I feel like I've that's always been something I was always making shit up. Mm-hmm. Ma- uh, making as you know many words many phrases yeah yeah but also even just like putting a stamp on certain events like when we were when we were lifeguards and stuff and we'd go out into the hills in the mm-hmm. night and stuff yeah. that became like this kind of yeah. uh like story of, yeah like, yeah these, these three dudes that would journey into the hills and <laughs> who knows what would happen out there <laughs> But we'd kind of put like some lore to it, like it was a yeah. looked forward to thing. And I've always felt like I've always built up like events like that as well throughout mm-hmm. my life. Like I remember Parker and I would get together sometimes and just game for mm-hmm. 12 hours straight on a Friday. And I would hype it up so much all week whenever we were going to do it. I'd be like, dude, we're going to get the Doritos. We're going to get pudding mix, instant pudding mix, five minutes. That's it. And we can eat it all. And then we're going to play Nazi zombies. And we would like, I'd turn it into this, like I'd make a trailer with my voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I feel like that kind of storyteller has just always been inside me, creating some way to make things a little bit more interesting yeah cool but i mean everyone's mind is a storyteller right as the therapist would tell you yeah yeah, yeah. it's just you do that to yourself right on a day-to-day basis you're creating a story of your life and but it seems like you're like yeah i don't know your maybe your creativity or something is tuned up but because it did always feel like you're uh you got a lot of joy from it, you know? Yeah. Like, it was like, I don't know whether it was something that would like pop into your head. Like, yeah. But it always felt like uh, something that you were like waiting to share with us, which I, yeah, I mean, about. yeah, exactly. And obviously like we're, I think back to them sometimes and it almost was, especially like you'd, you mentioned those, those um, secret ventures into the hills. It almost mm-hmm. is like you're playing some kind of weird improv game because it's like, I don't know if Robert Cropscott's going to appear. I don't know. Oh, if, my God. <laughs> like, I don't know. If, I, you know, I don't know if Freitas is just going to, like, burst into song and, like, pick up a cow patty or, like. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Robert Cropscott. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. That was your we dad, right? And... I don't even remember that. I don't even really remember. That's my that's my dad's name. Yeah. I don't think the character was necessarily my dad. <laughs> We'd journey up into the hills to do what young kids do in the hills. And we'd be up there and all of a sudden I'd turn away for a second. I'd I'd have my sunglasses on me because I'd already planned this out, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I'd I'd put them on, I'd zip up my coat and I'd turn around and I'd 
I would just talk very straight and just be like, what are you guys doing up here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys smoking pot? I got, I got to get out of here. And I would just start trolling. And it was never. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it. my thing, my brand of humor sometimes with that improv stuff is never, it's never funny right away. Right. right. At first yeah. you're like, you're like, okay, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. And then it turns into. Are we still doing this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then five minutes later, you're laughing because you're like, oh, he's still going. <laughs> no one asked him to do this. No one prompted him to do this. He just started going off as this stupid character. And now he's literally packing up all our stuff <laughs> yeah, and yeah. walking down the hill. And we know he's going to come back. We're like, Matt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Robert. <laughs> you like wouldn't respond. Yeah. <laughs> Probably wearing a floral shirt. <laughs> Those sunglasses. Oh, no, man. yeah, but I think I've always just try to do. Life is so. I mean, I'm. I think you. Everyone here is like the, a lot of creative people and like exciting, funny, random, uh, unpredictable people. Have like struggle personally with life itself mm. in ways. I feel like I've always. It's had to do with that a bit because. I mean, I love being alive. I'm not trying to leave the world or anything like that. Right, right. But I know that in, like, the quiet moments of my life, I will sit around and kind of feel this, like, uh, like morbidity. Just mm. this kind of – I will just dwell on stuff that doesn't matter. Existential kind of angst, right. you could say. Yeah. And I think the creating and making shit up and doing – categorically dumb shit yeah it's kind of a way to alleviate that and be like it's 100%. almost like a like a criticism of your mind thinking oh this is all meaningless well well if it's all meaningless i might as well yeah. do some dumb ass shit i might <laughs> yeah, as well yeah. say some do some stupid character and be entirely random just to entertain people a hundred percent wow okay you you led it right into a, a question that's a little bit more serious but i kind of want to hear mm -hmm. your answer and you kind of actually already just answered it, but whatever. Um, how do you respond to the inevitable fact that you're going to die? Oh, man. Dude, it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you said that, and I won't pull it up or anything, but yesterday I was thinking about putting a video on my story on Instagram or whatever, and I took this clip on my phone where I was just saying to myself, I was like, Hey guys, I just want to say that I'm now open to the idea of spontaneously combusting. <laughs> I, I'm cool with it. I would also accept being struck by lightning, having a care package dropped on me, or a drone falling out of the sky. I, I'm, I'm open to the new experience. <laughs> I mean, I was, jo I was joking then, but I, death does not... Obviously, if I was ever in a situation where it was presented to me and I had the... Um, opportunity to try to avoid it, I would I would avoid it. I yeah. would at all costs try to survive. But at the same time, like if I walked outside right now and got struck by lightning, mm -hmm. what can so you do? be it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm as some as like an agnostic kind of an atheist, but like more scientifically grounded agnostic right. person. I'm so curious yeah. about what happens when we die. Mm. Like so curious that I'd almost, if someone offered me like a switch to like find out and they like assured me like there's something there yeah, and yeah. they were like, you just die now. I'd be like, okay, let's, <laughs> let's see what's up. 
enter the DMT I mean, realm or something. Yeah, it's probably kind of dumb because like you you only get life one time, right? And you'll be dead forever, so you might as well live the whole life. Mm. But I'm pretty comfortable with death. I think. Do you think about it? Like you said, like in your in your quiet moments, you'll get racked with existential dread. Do you? Do you I like, mean, I, yeah. I won't dwell on the fact that I am going to die one day, mm-hmm. but I feel like even since I was younger, I would like fantasize it a bit, like mm. thinking, not fantasizing, like killing myself or like right. making myself die, but fantasizing the, I mean, there's something beautiful that some things come to an end. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only way you could appreciate something is if it's finite. Right. It's anything infinite starts to feel mm. Yeah. Unimportant. Like totally. you you'll be indifferent towards it because it's always there, you know? Hundred percent. Um and I feel like life especially has that same kind of thing. Because you know, you watch people come in, in and out of your life. Mm. They kids are born, old people die, and you appreciate them through that. Right. And I think when I think of myself like that, I can imagine myself old and on my deathbed. Just feeling pleased, mm. whether or not my life was a good one or I did everything I planned on doing. Mm. But I think it—it's like that moment, like when you're after you watch a Christopher Nolan movie and you're like, "This was a good movie, but it was fucking long, and this last <laughs> scene needs to end." Yeah, yeah, the guy needs to cry and he needs to die. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. I feel like <laughs> at the like lo- logical end of my life, I'll probably feel like that. I'll be like, "Okay, mm. this is cool. Pull the fucking plug. <laughs> like I'm ready." That's the ideal, right? Like, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I like you. I don't necessarily dwell on it, but I think it's an important thing to think about. Um, like, mm-hmm. I, I would hate to to go my entire life without thinking about death and then get racked with all of this. Like, holy fuck, I'm gonna die. Yeah. So, uh, but it's weird because it's kind of like taboo, right? To to talk about it because people are like, oh my god, are you, are you like suicidal? Like, are like no, I'm just yeah. thinking about like the inevitable fact of life. But um. I was talking to my granddad like maybe a couple weeks ago. He just turned mm-hmm. 88 like two days ago, Jesus. which is insane. I know. Um, and he was in the hospital. He's out now, but he was in the hospital because he had like some weird like uh, intestinal infection or something. Not infection. Yeah. Like, I don't know, diarrhea and stuff. But <laughs> I was asking him uh, like about just like about his life. I was like, oh, like tell me, tell me some st-. like he was a mountaineer for a long time. So he has just like a lot of crazy ass stories of him, you know, getting airlifted or getting he got hit by a car <laughs> once in Spain, <laughs> like uh, all, oh all of this stuff. And I, I was just like, like, granddad, you've had like a pretty insane life. He's like, I have like I, and I like when he said that, I was like, that's cool that you can like have that moment of recognition of like I have mm-hmm. lived a long and like fruitful and like complete life. And I think yeah. I, obviously that's like what we all aspire to do. Like I mm. would, I it, the, the worst case would be to get into your deathbed and then be like, fuck, I had all this other shit I wanted to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You want, you want to be like, all right, send me on, go pull the plug. Like this is, I'm out yeah. of here. And not looking back, wishing you did more. Yeah. Right. And um, I think, I don't know. I don't, they say like have no regrets or whatever, but. I'm sure there's like everybody has some kind of thing that they're like, fuck, if I just redid that, yeah, that social situation or whatever, then I would feel yeah. better about it. But that, again, that's part of human growth, right? Like you wouldn't be who you are if you didn't do that. So, 
Yeah. And another thing about the death is like, I feel like in those, I mean, who's, how many of us will actually know when we're in our last moments? Right. Who, cause a lot of people go in their sleep. Yeah. Um, but it's like, even in that moment, are you going to spend it dwelling, like looking back in your life, whether you're celebrating it or mm. talking down to a lack of action? Right. But also, are you going to live in that moment? Hmm. Are you going to feel what it's like to be on the verge of death, like right. knocking on its door? Like that has to be powerful in itself as well. Mm, yeah. Because I, I, you know, the best days for me are when I get to the end of the day, I, I've eaten dinner and I'm brushing my teeth. And I think about the fact that I'm like, I didn't even think about my day today. Mm. I was just in it. Right. I just m went through. I did the things I had to do. I did the things I wanted to do, and now I'm here. I'm at the end. Mm -hmm. Like that was a good day. I experienced it, right? Rather right. than like doing a report on it, yeah. At the on the back end of it, yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like reading a book and understanding it as you go, rather mm -hmm. than like finishing a chapter and being like, well, let me go back and yeah, see what see what's going on. Interesting. Here. Yeah, that analytical part of your brain. Yeah. Yeah, I I struggle with that too because it's like I. I feel like when I am engaged in something, it seems like that's just like second nature, right? When that's like, mm -hmm. it's, it's easy to, to be fully present in whatever you're doing. But it's when like, I don't know, when you don't have things to do or when you have something to do that you don't exactly enjoy or like it's difficult to enjoy. That's when mm -hmm. I feel like my that analytical part of my brain will come online and be like, okay, let's look for the positive. Like, let's like yeah. comb through this and see what we can get out of it and plan. And But I think that's a really solid point. It's like ideally like you would just be waking up and living, <laughs> like do, yeah, doing what you needed to do without having to write things down. And Yeah, exactly. Which uh, is like the hardest thing yeah. ever. <laughs> yeah. You always hear people being like, I'm really focusing on my, what what is it, mindfulness yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Pr presence in the moment. <laughs> but that shit's hard. It's very hard. Do you, do you, have you been, do you meditate at all? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I've had times where I was doing it every day mm -hmm. and get, getting up into lo longer periods of time and doing mm -hmm. it without any sort of guide and things mm -hmm. like that. Nice. Um, lately I've been getting back into it yeah. a few times a week. I fucking, I, everybody is like, I've been getting back into it or I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm in it or I'm like, I'm getting out of it. I've been getting back into it for five years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's a, it's a, meditation is weird because you try other things in your life and they, you see that they work and you yeah. go, oh. I'm doing this all the time. You know, I still drink coffee every morning. Mm. I still intermittent fast all the time. Yeah. But, and then, because you feel good from mm -hmm. there. Meditation, I finish meditating and I feel good. Yeah, yeah. But then the next day, I don't feel like this craving to yeah, do it again. Yeah, I totally feel that. I totally Which feel is, that. I think it's because there's no actual, like, external stimulus from it. it mm. It's all inside you, so... Therefore, like, what of it could actually be addicting? There's no yeah. chemicals to it. There's no way to, like, build up that, like, are. conditioned response even because it's just, yeah, ooh. yeah, that's so true. Interesting. And I've, every yeah. every time you sit down, it feels a little different. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's never the same twice for sure. Yeah. Like, have you, you been meditating? I have been. Like, I, I've, I've been mainly doing it with a guide. Like, I, mm. I again, I 
gone in phases where I, I was super diligent about it and doing it every day. Yeah. Um, it's weird. Like I, it's one of those things that I feel like I do only when I need to, but really I get like the most benefit when I'm just doing it every day anyways. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, for the last like few months, I feel like I've been in a pretty solid, like good headspace. Like, mm-hmm. um, just, yeah, I don't really have too many things worrying me, which is nice. Um, but then it has like this added drawback of like, fuck, maybe I should be doing more. It's always like, yeah. I need to be doing more. I feel like is what it is. Um, yeah. And that's because capitalism has conditioned my mind, man. I'm, I'm fucking corporate. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to be who I am and where I'm at. It's okay for me to do absolutely fucking nothing. You know, <laughs> this is my truth. <laughs> yeah. um, no, but what you're saying about, um, you, when you feel like you're in a good headspace, you you stop meditating. Yeah, yeah, you, totally. You put it off and you wait until <laughs> yeah, something happens exactly. that prompts you to do it again. Yeah. And it's funny because I feel like it's most effective if you're doing it all the time. 100%. Because you're, you're conditioning yourself to be able to get into that space when you sit down, when you close your eyes, or whatever you do. There's so many different ways to meditate. Yeah. Um, and if you're not doing it all the time that space is not familiar. Right. So then when you're, so you've been meditating for months every day and then you're like, I'm feeling great. I'm going to stop. Mm-hmm. And for 30 days you go without it. And then you have a shitty day and you're like, I need to meditate. Yeah. Tapping into that zone. Yeah. It is not going to so be difficult. a smooth transition. Yeah, totally. And that's why it's, I feel, and I mean, I shouldn't be preaching about meditation when I don't even meditate that much. <laughs> but, but you, it's like I feel like it's only effective if you're doing it every day, so that you've established this yeah. safe space yeah. for your yeah. brain. Yeah, no, it's it's a. I think that's a hundred percent true. I think that's like the science behind it is like, like you said, you need to be able to dip into that like, whatever presence. Um, yeah, as quickly and as mindfulness. E- yeah, as easily as, as possible. Um, yeah. Okay, shifting gears. Uh, do okay. You, have you had any either recurring or odd dreams that stick out to you in in the recent months? Oh, in the recent months, dude, I I definitely have, and I'm gonna try to talk about them. Okay, I'm gonna try to see. I don't want to put a bunch of dead space in this. No way. Fuck, I didn't write. I didn't write any of them down. Uh, I have had some some fucking weird dreams. <laughs> are, they, are they are they recurring? Like are they same theme over and over again? Dude, no. I've I've never really had the same dreams. Okay. More than once, <laughs> but I have these dreams where I don't know how it happens, but people from my life that were barely in my life will mm-hmm. just show up and like have some authority over me. Mm. and be like telling me what to do and i'll be like i accept this my second grade teacher's here she's telling me i gotta go to the top of this mountain and joe rogan's gonna be at the top (laughs) so like i don't in my dreams sometimes i wake up and i feel like i am missing some part of my brain i was like how did these things get connected Mm. wow in my head but I don't know. I haven't been dreaming that much. I've struggled to sleep at night, so I'm just like oh, really? stoning myself to bed. Uh-huh. So, so, you know, you don't dream as much. Yeah, yeah. Got THC in the system. Totally, yeah. But I used to write down all my dreams. Yeah, I remember. I would get a text from you and be like, 
I just dreamed, oh, I, you shot me, and, like, <laughs> we were underwater, and, like, yeah. It's happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll have weird dreams. I have weird dreams. One of the weirdest things that, like, I've, in my life, I mean, sorry to admit it, men will have an orgasm sometimes while they're asleep. Mm-hmm. It most commonly will happen with pubescent right. boys, which never happened to me when I was a kid, really? mind you. Which I was kind of upset about. I felt wrong. Huh. Like all these dudes were like, dude, I, <laughs> dude, I, I had a dream. Sick. I was fucking a chick. Yeah. And I'd be like, dude, I've only seen videos. <laughs> um, and I wanted that dream. Except it's like you, if you haven't had sex, you wonder what the dream would be like. Yeah, yeah. Like you, <laughs> like That's really you put it in and it just feels like a hand. <laughs> um, but where was I going with this about the sex dreams? Oh, yeah. The, the, I've only had one actual what what do they call a wet, wet dream? dream? Yeah, and it was in college of all times hmm. when I was in a dorm. And I remember just waking up and just being like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" I would sleep in my boxers and like I'd throw the blankets off all the time. Uh-huh. So I think I was just exposed, <laughs> and I was just like unloaded. And I woke underwear. up and was just yeah. shocked. I put a towel on and like ran to the bathroom. And I don't even remember what the dream was. I don't even think it. I think it was a dream where I had to take a piss. Huh. And I just ended up. It just felt so good that. that you were. Yeah. But one of the things with dreams is I'll have just strange sex dreams. Really? Where it's not even, I'm not even having sex, but there's just weird topics around sex mm. happening around me in these dreams. Like I'll be going, I'll be at this party and I'll be having a good time. And then my girlfriend will come up and be like, look. And then she'll have like a squad of people. <laughs> uh, like four or five men and women and just wow. characters. And she'll just be like, come on. And I'll be like, why? Why? Or she'll be telling me, she'll be like, you should you should go talk to them and see if they want. I'll be like, this is wow. not reality. This is not, <laughs> has nothing to do with my real life. I would never want to be having massive amounts of group sex but like in, in the dream are you just like let's go like are you are you Dude, in the dream i'm confused as fuck you're confused honestly. in the dream okay interesting i feel like it's real and i'm like why are you doing this huh. yeah why do you want me to go bang all these dudes <laughs> yeah, and watch yeah. and i'll wow. wake up and i'll ask her i'll be like what what was that do you have any thoughts on this yeah and she'll just be confused she'll be like why is that what you imagine me doing <laughs> That's wild. That it has to be your. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to get like Freudian, but it has to you be. You want to like, die? You want to die then? I, I kind of want to. Like, when I, I was a child, I witnessed an orgy yeah, at my yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you and deeply I watched both repressed. my mom and dad yeah. get it on with twenty other people. How fucking crazy would it be if that's the truth? Like you get hypnotized one day and they bring it out of you. Like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I've I've thought about that like someone with a fetish that like doesn't know where it came from. They're like into they're into grandmas, and then like one day your mom just comes up and goes, "Sam, I need you to know that when you were a kid, we left you in your rocker one night, and your grandma and grandpa came in, and they didn't know you were in there, and they had sex in the cradle, on top of you, and then oh. <laughs> you're just like." Oh, <laughs> that makes so much sense. That makes so much sense. <laughs> Dude, because I've heard stuff like 
people will. Uh, I mean, I this is definitely not confirmably true. But people's like foot fetish. <laughs> but I'm gonna say it like fetish, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that people say like a foot fetish develops from you seeing your mom is at home and she's barefoot walking around the house and you're a kid and you're on the ground hmm. and you see your feet all the time. Huh. So you like create a foot fetish out wow. of that or something. Of that it all sort. comes back to like your mom and or I don't know. Like I feel like fetishes are like kinks or whatever it's a lot of it's like your formative like sexual experiences like things yeah. that you're just gonna you know associate with sex throughout your life but that's yeah. a i don't know that's a weird one i wonder do you have any fetishes sam <laughs> are you open to discuss <laughs> <laughs> i don't know like i look at my i mean sex life and i'm like I, I feel like i'm relatively vanilla like i don't i don't know i've never played with my own butthole or like <laughs> i mean you could have someone else play <laughs> um yeah i mean i would be uh, yeah if I, if I had a girlfriend that was like i really want to try this like i i would i really want to eat your ass i'm like <laughs> you're taking that shit on yeah. yourself like if you really <laughs> want to do it you can. I feel you on. It's kind of like a, if someone wanted it, I'd be like, okay, enter at your own risk. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. I'm not gonna. <laughs> but I'm I wouldn't gonna, be like, I'm not gonna fast all day just for this. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, no, I feel for relatively vanilla. Relative. I mean, yeah. I don't want to get into too yeah. nitty gritty detail. I don't know. We're like straight white men. I feel like it's pretty common for us that to be just how we fall in line. Right. Pretty yeah. basic. Exactly. I don't know. I've always thought like. I don't know if some people like just decide to get into a fetish because mm. normal sex is lacking in some facet. Like right. they need to amplify it. For me, like the biggest thing, it's the biggest fetish, I guess, is just like passion. It's like actually yeah. wanting to be with that person you're with, right. with whatever you guys are doing, whether you're just making out or full on having sex. It's like that desire. That make, I mean, that just else. makes it so much better, right? Like if yeah. when you're both actually in tune and like, you know, picking up on you're whatever, connected. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sharing the experience. Yeah. So I guess that that would be my king. <laughs> that is you, the, the, human to human <laughs> connection. That's like, that's like the yoga meditation guy. I was like gonna him. say you're about to fucking sort of cult or like yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, I love my all kink these is passion. Life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now that you say it like that, it sounds like... <laughs> oh, man. It sounds bad. <laughs> but you've never had, like, a... you know, you, There's no, like, group sex, um, deep... No, dude. Seated, like... I've had... Yeah, no. I mean... I don't know, now that I think about it, if you're free at some point... No, <laughs> um, no I never... Had, that's why the thing's weird. The dream... I think maybe I have those dreams where, you know, my partner's asking me to fuck someone else or she's saying let's go have sex with all these people i think those dreams probably come from like a negative association with jealousy mm. more that like that's that's something like in real life i'm uncomfortable with i wouldn't want to share my partner right i wouldn't want to be with someone else's partner like because yeah. they wanted me to yeah i'm that makes me uncomfortable i like exclusivity and i think maybe mm -hmm. Those dreams come from that. I see. Okay. If you, we could we could shift it towards that rather than just <laughs> fantasizing about having sex with like fifty bunch people. of dudes. Yeah. <laughs> just a bunch. I just want to. I just wanted the homies involved, dude. 
fucking never feels like just chilling, you know? I'm always on edge. Why? Come on, guys. Why can't we just fuck? Dude, do you think, like, I've thought about this. And I'm, dude, I'm like LGBTQ, insert other letters, sorry, I don't know them Yeah, all. yeah. I'm all for it. I, I, I love people being able to express themselves mm-hmm. sexually however they choose. Um, I am pretty vanilla. Yeah. I'm cisgendered. I'm straight. Yeah. But, um, fuck, where was I going with this? I'm not even high. Um, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. With, with the um, dawn of, like, all this being much more acceptable. Right, right. And normal in the world. People aren't getting judged for, well, they still are getting judged. Yeah. But... Not by everyone, not, yeah. especially not in California. Yeah. With this welcoming of openness around sexuality, I feel like we might reach a time where there will be like straight dudes, like our group of friends from high school, that are just like, you guys trying to fuck tonight? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just... It, it's not a big deal. I like girls more, but y'all, y'all are all right. Just, yeah, a mouth's a mouth. <laughs> yeah, just like we're out smoking on a hill, and we're just like suck for suck, and we're just like yeah, like it doesn't have to be that big of a deal, you know. Uh-huh. I feel like kids might get to a point. It like could, that. it could be, it could be. There's like, uh, like bonobos, right? Bonobos are these apes yeah. that are like relatively close to us genetically, and they literally solve mm-hmm. any kind of issue through sex. So yeah. maybe, maybe that's in our evolutionary trajectory. <laughs> hey, Sam, I'm sorry I was late to the pod. Let me uh, send you some nudes and you can. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. You look at like trends and then weirdly enough, it looks like people are having like less sex than they were 30, 40 really? years ago. Yeah. Um, which is kind of why. scary. I think it's like, must be like porn and like digital connection. Yeah. Right. Well, you wonder like 30, 40 years ago too. It's I'm so like glad that. we don't live in this time. But like, it seems like back in the day there was just a precedent that like men decided right. when sex happened mm-hmm. and who it was with. That's like, true. There was less. Maybe it just it's it's dwindled a bit because their consent is such a bigger mm. thing and something people are actually paying attention to. That could be um, yeah, definitely. But also pornography. Yeah. And all that kind of OnlyFans and shit like that. Yeah, people don't people don't need it. I think yeah, some exactly. people don't even have to go seek out casual sex anymore because they can satisfy that need at home with a million different girls <laughs> online. Exactly. You know, they can. There's so many videos. There's, it's scary, dude. I like yeah. I think about that. I'm like imagine being like, you know, what 11, 12, to 11, 12, like coming into your like whatever sexual kind of first kind of inkling prowess yeah <laughs> yeah like it would be kind of, it's mind-boggling like literally any platform you go onto you can at least see some kind of like softcore porn right like if it's just like yes. a girl in a tight-fitting shirt bouncing around on tiktok like yeah it's kind of overwhelming like yeah i wonder like yeah. dude i think i won't speak for you but if i was like a 13 year old right now my life would be going nowhere, <laughs> nowhere. <laughs> a- a- all the things that, like, as a kid, we were trying to like satisfy could be met online. Yeah, you know, I know. Like, yeah. the- you got all this porn and all this. A- I mean, there's people just sexualizing themselves on the internet, yeah, twenty four seven. Like, yep. you can find all that. 
and meet that and he'd be like, look at all these hot chicks. Yeah. Look at all this porn. Like, I don't even need to try having sex. Right. Look, I can just watch these videos where they do it with fruit and <laughs> chains and <laughs> they piss on each other. Yeah, sometimes. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's the squirt? I don't know. But, uh, but and also like video games. Mm. Like, every, everything around kids now is so. I mean, it's just like there's just cow teats everywhere and kids are just like yeah yeah like, let me suckle the porn yeah let me suckle the Fortnite. high fructose oh, corn an- syrup yeah another five season series on netflix yeah let me just there's too there's too many things to yeah fill your brain with i would be falling apart 100 percent. i would have watched everything on netflix i would have been a streamer for video games or something <laughs> yeah you just but, have like a soft, doughy body, like you hadn't really yes. walked very, like almost like from Wally, you know, like that's yeah. what I kind of. I would of... have never, never shaved the initial facial hair you get <laughs> yeah. as a teen, like just left that like three chin pubes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, man, it's scary. I, I, I feel for the young, like the younger generation, and then I like try to look yeah. like I, I've been, I, I started or uh, I, uh, what's it called downloaded TikTok. And so I've been yeah. I'm doing some like consumer analysis <laughs> of like the new generation. And it's, it's so, it's so crazy how quick things move, dude. Like you, you'll be shocked. Like, have you ever been on TikTok? I've seen TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. That are like compilated on YouTube uh-huh. and things. Yeah. Because that's becoming like the, the app that is, it's like the new arena for like, honestly, there's some really fucking funny ass talented people on there. And then there's, mm-hmm. it's also like the birth of all this like meme culture. For the gen, yeah. for Gen Z and like all their like slang and language, and like, <laughs> I it's like I literally feel like you know, oh they're keeping me young. <laughs> like I have these certain accounts. I'm, I'm, sta- I'm staying in touch. I got little dances. <laughs> yeah, and... yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but it's 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 shocking. It, it really is shocking how fast like the trends move. Like I, honestly, yeah. you could go on there and not recognize like a single thing <laughs> like don't yeah, like, trend not, or not get a joke exactly like, on every but it's like a super popular video and you're like what's funny yes 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 there's a bit a bunch of times where i'm like i literally don't understand <laughs> like yeah because there's just this like new age like canonical literature of right of the comedy and the memes and yes the the reoccurring jokes that we know nothing about yeah yeah and then they've like further abstracted that into like something else and like that yeah. itself has become a meme it is insane that's such a, a good way to put it like the canon they have access to yeah is is that we just don't yeah, understand yeah totally i guess everybody i mean every generation kind of has their their own canon almost but with yeah. them, it's I mean, like it's so vast. Like it's just every single internet thing. Yeah, <laughs> like, and, and I feel like there's so much more of it now. Like mm. I think back to Vine, right. and with Vine, like there's still things from Vine that I'll randomly quote because I remember it. Mm-hmm. You know, anytime someone says like 21, people will be like, <laughs> right. what, "What's nine plus ten? Twenty-one?" Yeah. <laughs> like. Everyone, we remember that, or like, bye, I don't even remember the vine, but bye, Felicia, whatever that shit was. Uh-huh. And like, other random vines like that, like, we'll bring up these random little lines from it. And I can only remember like five sitting here. Yeah. But I feel like now they have just this yeah. long list of library. 
Yeah. Of quote, they could just whip out a meme joke and everyone might laugh. Yeah, yeah. And they'd be like, remember that one where the guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's. No, it's true. I feel like, yeah, it's almost like this danger of like only relating to the world through memes. Like, I think about that sometimes. I'm like, is there just like an entire generation that's not even really going to know how to communicate outside of like these like weird abstractions of like. Of memes. And, like, creating their own meme yeah, to, like, yeah. communicate something. That's the thing, dude. I didn't realize, like, well, on your iPhone, like, you can go into, like, when you're texting someone, there's, like, a button you can put uh-huh. that brings you into some new other page where there's all these, like, random little memes or, like, uh-huh. GIFs, GIFs, GIFs yeah, yeah. or whatever they are. Mm-hmm. And I don't get any of them. <laughs> but there's kids that communicate with these, mm-hmm. like, frequently. <laughs> they say, you, yo, you guys want to come to the blah, blah, blah. And then they send some gif that <laughs> yeah, says yeah. yes in a way. Yeah, and yeah. I don't understand it. It's code. It is. Yeah, it is. I, I usually just use those when, like, I don't really know what else to say. You know what I mean? Like, if someone asks yeah. me a question, I give them an answer. And then it seems kind of awkward the way I answer it. I'll just, like, do a thing of a guy dancing or, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Throwing something in the air. <laughs> Because it's just like I feel like I need to like close this out, but there's so yeah, like it's like said, an it's like an embellishment. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Let <laughs> I me mean, beef this text up. Or just like four like the the weirdest, most random emojis of just like tree, yeah, devil. <laughs> like, but that could be misinterpreted too. Yeah, yeah, people send the wrong. You put the wrong emoji on a text, and yeah. you've completely changed <laughs> yeah, the meaning. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Like That's you could so say true. like. I can't wait to see you. Like thumbs up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. This is like this could be your boss. Right. Like, or someone just saying. Or then you could be like, I can't wait to see you smiley face. Yeah. Which is kind of saying like I'm excited. For right. You. <laughs> right. Or you could send just the straight up like tongue out <laughs> dog faced emoji like I yeah. can't wait to see you. <laughs> like I'm gonna eat that ass the second we touch base. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's. And I've. I, I find myself sending emojis to like fully grown adults, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. 40, 50 year olds when I'm texting them. I'll be like, oh, why'd I do that? <laughs> why the fuck did I do that? It's becoming normal. Like, I feel like now it's like if you didn't, they would. Well, I mean, maybe there's a certain age where it get they still have no idea what these like crying faces are or whatever. Like, are you upset? Yeah. <laughs> like, but, uh, but I think there's, yeah, like it's just normal. Like, we've slowly shifted into a it's part of our communication now yeah it's part of our language yeah, at this point literally it's kind of it's strange sorry um big old coffee burp um <laughs> it's weird though what the fuck was i gonna say dude i'm so scatterbrained right now that's okay um i wrote this down it has literally no um meaning but i had a, it had a nice ring to it doge for bloge <laughs> That's a cheap blow. <laughs> that is a cheap blow. <laughs> you just wrote that down. I was like on the bus, like thinking like <laughs> questions that like popped into my head. I'm going to present that with this. <laughs> Dude, I'll give a blowish for some doge. <laughs> I will too at this point. It's going to- I mean, do the doge coin. Did you buy back in at no. all? No. I mean, I have like. I, I sold most of it, but I have like a thousand coins in there just to hold yeah. for, for the for the squad, you know. Hoddle. Hoddle. Um, I fucking, 
cryptocurrency <laughs> yeah, the has thing occupied ever. has occupied too much of my time yeah, yeah, in the yeah, last few weeks yeah, in the last few months because I it's know. like a stock that's constantly changing <laughs> yeah. all 24 hours a day and sometimes it goes nuts <laughs> yeah, upwards and then sometimes it goes nuts downwards and i feel myself like checking it as if it's like, like test results a for like a tumor. Yeah, yeah, like I'm yeah, trying to yeah. find out if I'm dying yeah. or not. Like when Dogecoin was blooming two or three weeks ago, uh-huh. I was just going in every oh, second same. and be like, yeah. <laughs> how <laughs> much do I have yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. Like what's this return? And then it's last week it was crashing and I, I literally felt myself panicking. Panicking, yeah. I know, me too. Inside, even though... I had only in the first place put like two hundred dollars yeah, into yeah, it, yeah, yeah. and but now you know it's worth like over two thousand. Exactly, I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I see it dropping, and I feel my anxiety mounting 100%, up inside dude. of me. <laughs> yeah, like I need to sell this now. Yeah, yeah. I can't miss. Like, it's just weird because I've thought about like tra- stock trading and cryptocurrency. You know, it's you feel like you're missing opportunities with mm-hmm. it. Every day that yep. you don't sell or didn't buy something, yep. and you look like, oh, if I would have bought this, I could have made blah, blah, blah. Oh, if I would have sold this now, I could have bought more of it tomorrow. And I feel like, because in the course of a day, you could make a million dollars day trading if you, if you were a genius, yeah. like if you were really working it. Tuned in. But also, like, I mean, that just eats up your so much mental of your real estate. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And I just it annoys me to a point. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, am I doing? Do I am I investing in this stuff as my job? Like, right. Is this what I'm gonna put all my time <laughs> to, or am I just putting money there hoping it turns into something? Exactly. I mean, I have had and those I've, thoughts where it's like, maybe I should just be a crypto trader. But I'm like, I have no, <laughs> <laughs> I have Dude, no I idea. <laughs> dudes on Instagram. I have a fitness account that I like barely use, uh-huh. but. When I made it, I had like spam followed a billion people. Uh-huh. So it has like a decent amount of followers. And you'll just get messages from dudes being like, hey, man, I want to manage your crypto wallet. <laughs> and they'll be like, they'll show you like, they'll send you graphs and stuff that they made <laughs> yeah, on like yeah. their Mac. And they'll be like, I made this guy this much money or that guy this much money. You're like, uh, okay. That's it's just a- weird that people are coming at you being like, dude, I, I can make you a millionaire. <laughs> That's so funny. Let me manage your crypto wall. It's just, I don't know, dude. Like, I, it's it's cool. I'm glad it's a thing. I'm glad that it's, make, you know, changing lives. But realistically, we're just making money out of literally nothing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We're just stretching dollar bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like I'm just gonna learn how to fucking print cash at this point yeah. because I just <laughs> at I feel some like that'll point that'll probably better. be yeah they'll probably be worth money yeah yeah it's just it eats you up because you're just every day you're like I could have made more if I would have bought some today <laughs> or if I would have sold some more yeah it's it's strange it's an addiction it bro. totally is. I think it totally there's people and have you looked I mean I'm, you're on Reddit right yeah yeah you'll take. There's like a Dogecoin page. Oh, I know. I'm on there. I'm a, I'm a member. I've been, wa- yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> in it. I'm part of the, the community. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they would hate me for selling at any point. Right. But people are just like going off on there. Like, yeah. there's a post anytime it spikes up, even. Oh yeah. A penny. Yeah. There's people like a like, million people go. in that subreddit. Like it's it's fucking insane. 
I do feel bad for the people that have like do- divulged their like life savings <laughs> into cryptocurrency, At, and they're like our age. I know. There's there's people that like a while back put some cash in Dogecoin, and they're like, wow, it it, it I made a thousand percent yeah, return yeah. on this already. Yeah. How about I put all this other cash I got in there? And then they, then they, in the short term, they see like, wow, yeah. I put ten grand in, and I'm already at a hundred thousand. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, I feel like there's people that are really genuinely expecting the Dogecoin, yeah. to set them up for the rest of their oh, life. Oh, a hundred. You see it in there. You you see like this is going to make everybody rich. And I think it's weird because it does have like a level of like, I don't know, like tongue in cheek or or like you know whatever. But it does seem like there's an insane amount of people that are just like yeah this is gonna be the global reserve currency it's gonna replace the dollar <laughs> like you know, you know what i mean just fucking imagine that being the reality <laughs> yeah you should be pretty deluded <laughs> yeah 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 i mean i don't know I, i'll keep money in it and see what happens yeah but i just i think it's it's like a get rich quick scheme it's just, or something. Yeah, like, it's gambling, right? Like it, we just you have to look at it like gambling, which is like you yeah. you gamble as much as you want to lose, and then got to be like okay yeah. after the. Um, I think we played it pretty well, dude. Like getting yeah. like fucking what, fifteen hundred or a thousand dollars out of something. Yeah, that made like just, a thousand bucks. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty fucking cool. Not te- not terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. I- I'm gonna be honest. I'm keeping my eye on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me too. Me too. It's hard not to. Yeah, it is. But you know, we do what we I can as Doges. <laughs> Dude, I I had a note because there was something I wanted to tell you about. I believe. Okay. I had Dogecoin written on there. <laughs> Doge oh, for blows. Transition into that. No? No, dude, I had a story I wanted to tell you. Okay. But you need me to I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell it to you. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't think that. I told it on the pod already. Alright. Um so one time we're I go to Santa Cruz with some friends. Okay. And we're we do not I don't live here at this point. And we go to the beach over to like Sharkfin Cove area, if you know where that is. It's mm. like a big the bluffs against the ocean. It's like big cliffs and stuff. Okay. And we're hanging out, and we're sitting there smoking a bowl on the edge of the cliff, like feet hanging off. Mm-hmm. And this dude comes up with a ton of balloons, mm. like this sketchy-looking dude with like a whole, what do you call a bundle of balloons? A, a bundle? bushel of balloons? A bushel? A bouquet of balloons? <laughs> oh, I like that, yeah. Um, he comes up with a bouquet of balloons, and we're like, he looks kind of grimy. Like, he doesn't seem like the guy you'd expect to have all these balloons. Okay. Like, he looks like a clown out of the makeup. And we're sitting there, and this guy comes up, and we're smoking. And he goes, "Hey, you guys!" And I, when he as he's coming up, I'm like, "Put the pipe down," and we we hide the pipe. And then he goes, "Hey, you guys want to uh, let me get a hit? Let me uh, you got a beer or anything?" And we're like, "Uh, no, sir, we don't." We and I, because I was like, "This guy's a bum. Don't let him. Just Touch let him pass. We don't need to share with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it'll only like it's not gonna be good. Right. Um." We don't want him hitting our stuff. No. And so I, I like prompt everyone, like, just let me handle it. And it, I go, oh, no, we don't have anything. And he goes, oh, okay. Well, and he kind of like gets a little somber and he goes, well, 
We're out here celebrating the death of my daughter who died when she was two years old. Oh, my God. And I was going to throw these balloons out, and they were going to fly everywhere. And we just I'm sitting there then, and I'm like, oh, my God. I can't tell this dude I have weed now after I already said no. And he's just talking about, like, his daughter, and he's, like, saying oh something. He's my like, God. yeah, she was only two years old, and. The car seat malfunction. Oh my! Flew right through the windshield. I don't know why he's telling us these oh details my. about his daughter, his baby daughter, flying through a windshield. Jesus. I didn't even know a baby could break a windshield. He's telling us this shit, and I'm sitting there holding the pipe like behind my thigh, and I'm kind of like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I didn't want to be the guy to be like, you know what? Actually, dude, yeah. I just realized yeah, yeah. I do have weed, and it just happened to be packed in a bowl already. So we just kind of like hold off. And then this dude, like his wife comes up behind him, uh, like she was there too, but he was walking faster or something. And he goes, all right, well, want to let the balloons off. And he like says something. He's like, I love you, Darla. May you rest in peace. And he like makes this grand gesture to throw the balloons over the cliff. And he, he throws it. And I see like a shiny piece on the bottom, like kind of like sail upwards really fast, like something with a weight to it. And I, I see it fly up and I go, Oh my fucking god. <laughs> he left the weight on it. The thing that ties it all together. And this whole bouquet of balloons just Six. crashes down into the ocean. It does not fly away. And they're all stuck together and they all just plummet into the rocks. And then we're just sitting there like this is fucking oh, tragic. <laughs> This is, we refused to give this guy weed for his dead baby that flew through a windshield. And then his attempt to honor her with balloons was just a, a total failure. It was like in the Big Lebowski when they're throwing the dude's ashes yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're just flying onto the dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember just sitting, the guy like said something else and I felt like offering him the weed, but I couldn't do it. <laughs> and then he goes away. And I don't remember if it was Buffy that said this, but for the sake of this story, we'll say it was. But Buffy looks over, (laughs) and he says to me, he goes, you think that guy just comes out here and does all that to get some free kush? (laughs) And I start thinking about it, I'm like, that's an elaborate scheme. (laughs) But it would probably work most of the time. Yeah. But then we, of course, that'd be way. Those balloons cost way more than some weed. But man, I was I was oh remembering that story this morning, and I was just <laughs> feeling bad for that guy and that just that whole incident. And I do still wonder if it actually happened. <laughs> you think you're dreaming? No, I mean, I wonder if his baby. Oh, went if it's, the windshield yeah, yeah, or yeah. If he yeah. really just was trying to get a free hit. Well, I ah, wow. That is strange. Dude, because homeless dudes are creative. Yeah, yeah, but like... Homeless dudes are creative. So you think, like, maybe not that he has done it uh, in the past, but, like, he found some balloons or something somehow and then was like, I saw these (laughs) stoner-looking dudes. (laughs) They had backpacks. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. Like, he... there's You know how, like, people put, um, like, a small uh, altar up for like right. at a, like the scene of a car crash yeah. they'll leave a photo and flowers and stuff yeah like perhaps he had driven by one of those <laughs> saw the balloons someone left picked them up 
looked at the thing and he goes, ah, this kid fell through a windshield. Good idea. <laughs> like, that's backstory. Then went out to the beach and pleaded his case. Because you'd think, like, if, uh, if he's... Wouldn't he have thought he needed to disconnect the balloons? You think... Was, did he seem the, like you said he like looked like a bum like he looked homeless? See, yeah, he was a he was a grifter. A grifter, you could say. Yeah, he seemed like a like he looked dirty. Like a, yeah, yeah, like he'd pick up your wallet and not give it back. <laughs> kind of guy. Okay, okay. Which I mean, I can't blame him, but yeah. Huh? It could have been an elaborate scheme. Homeless people are creative. They'll have a bike and they'll find some way to convince you that it's there. Oh, right, right. That, oh, hundred percent. And that they didn't steal it, and that the lock that's on it is <laughs> they know the combo and they'll tell you later right. kind of thing but they have you no just gonna idea. give me the money now yeah <laughs> yeah that's dude so... the homeless people in santa cruz are going off oh, they... <laughs> there, there there are public parks that have just been turned into like oh yeah tarp a oh, tarp town encampment yeah. just all over and i mean they seem happy i'm sure they, they are they're <laughs> living in santa cruz Okay. Yeah, one spot the guy had like built a tree house. Oh, what? Like, but like really shittily. Like he's nailing broomsticks into the side of a tree to like make a ladder, and then there's just like a lawn chair fitted between two branches. <laughs> Do you ever have it's like uh, like daydreams or something, or you know, like what if like my life went totally to hell, and I end up? Yeah. Like, do you ever think about who you? who you'd be in this in the homeless community would you just be like one of the, like surfer dudes would you go like full like <laughs> drug addiction fentanyl guy like would yeah where would you fit i well pimp yourself well, I mean, out being a being around so many homeless people mm. and like there's a really big conversation in the media well at least in like liberal media that i hear about of like people talking about like ending homelessness and yeah what we can do to do that right um and like people expressing a lot of uh, empathy for homeless people, right? Um, but when I put myself in their shoes and I consider like I'm not addicted to any sort of drug, yeah, I'm like fully capable physically. Mm-hmm. I can speak properly, yeah. and articulate myself better or worse depending on the audience if I need to. Right. Uh, I think about it. And if, if you just threw me in the street and, like, took away all my money and stuff, like, I feel like I could figure it out and get myself back yeah. to solid ground. And, and, of course, I'm not saying it'd be easy. Yeah. If I didn't have an ID and stuff, I'd have to start off by, like, finding some job where I'm not getting paid Below the table. Wage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm doing all hard work. because I mean, there's so many people in this country that are working those jobs. 100%. There's, yeah. quote-unquote, illegal immigrants, yeah. which— I'm I'm all for anyone coming into America if they want to, um, and so there's these quote unquote illegal immigrants that are working for like five dollars an hour, yeah. and but the jobs are there. Like a lot of these homeless people I see in Santa Cruz, I think even if I was one of them, we could all go get one of these jobs somewhere yeah. if we knew where to go. Of course, right? Um, and I think about that. I'm like, I would probably just get find some sort of shitty job, mm-hmm. some sort of shitty labor I could do. Yeah. Get enough cash to, you know, be able to go in and, like, get an ID. Yeah. Get all that figured out. And then from there, I feel like it's tricky because then what do you do? Like, how do you get a home address? How do you get a real job or, like, Mm -hmm. take advantage of, like, government-offered services? Yeah. But, dude, if you threw me in the street right now, 
I would join the military or something. Mm, yeah. Or I'd try to go to jail. <laughs> get a hot meal. Like, get a blanket. Yeah. Get a hot meal. Get a blanket. Have some, some male company. <laughs> Satisfy my dream cravings. Yeah. I think, yeah, you're right. Like, I, it, it it seems like the homelessness problem is, like, ultimately it's, like, a addiction and a and mental illness problem, you know? Yeah, like, and 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 my solution to that would just be offering more assistance yeah. for those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. But other people are like, we should just put money towards like housing them, yeah, and right, them and getting them work. And I'm like, like they don't know, like, they don't know this is reality. <laughs> like, you think that they'd be yeah. able to like fucking cook and like feed themselves? Like, there's there's a point where it's just building ha- more houses. Like, it's great, yeah, and it probably would help a percentage of them but mm-hmm. the other like probably majority it's like you know you're just giving them another place to to do the same kind of things so yeah yeah dude i've thought about this idea and of course me as me <laughs> in the <laughs> lowest tax bracket possible <laughs> with the least authority of anyone yeah. um a little bit more than a homeless person <laughs> yeah, yeah. but i've had this idea of like why is there no system like a federally insti- institution or mm-hmm. a federal institution that offers a minimum wage or less job like with, that includes a room and board mm. as part of its contract and like requires passing a drug test? Mm. Like why is there not like because you can go join the military and like that's like right. I mean, as long as you can get into it, that's like a guaranteed occupation. Yeah. And like employment with money and and benefits and life insurance mm-hmm. and all that um but there's no i feel like there should be some sort of form of that for just like a normal job yeah and it, and it could be like something that aids the government or helps the government in some way i guess like but farm work but a lot of that yeah. is also like it's under the table or it's it's uh yeah yeah but i've been thinking about that i was like because i feel like you don't I wouldn't just want to give homeless people like an out, like give them a place and be like, here you go. Yeah. Right. Like now you have a house. Yeah. You're no longer homeless, right. but you're the same exact person. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think like having programs that would like start at a point of like employment mm. and like being taken away from the location they're in. Right. And like put on a farm or in a factory or something like that yeah. where they can work and like get clean. Mm hmm. And, like, build some money and, like, build, like, some credibility towards their character yeah. as well. Yeah. Not just be like, oh, I was homeless doing heroin for five years, yeah. but now I got a studio apartment downtown. <laughs> right. Like, it's more like, oh, I was homeless and then I worked my ass off yeah. and made a lot of money and got clean. Now I'm coming back into society right. with with a bank account and with the ability to actually get Mm-hmm. get myself somewhere to live totally. not have it handed out to me but because i feel like we should that's like how you give people an opportunity to make a change right rather than just yeah give yeah. them the change itself 100 because yeah like i say you're you're actually doing the work you're like building up their psychology their sense of self away from yeah their identity as like a homeless person yeah yeah it's uh it's interesting definitely like the yeah the conversation around that is very and the people are very um PC. They're like the un- you call them the unhoused. 
Unhoused, bro. Instead of the... Fuck! Dude, I'm sorry. I downloaded the new Microsoft Word, Uh and I'm writing this novel thing, or I'm writing whatever, Uh and I like to use, like, aggravating language sometimes. I like to use offensive language Uh when characters are talking, because that's how people talk. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And people don't try to, like, make their words align with everything you feel. Right. Not hurt your ego. And... Word will correct really fucking like profanity. Wow, that's crazy. I was, I was typing the word retarded, uh-huh. not in the sense of of what like mentally handicapped or any uh-huh. sort of that. I was typing it as like to slow down. Wow, and it put the red squiggly line. No way. I was like, you're gonna take this fucking word that's out insane. of the language. How dare you? Wow. How. Damn. Dude, I didn't even think about but, that. Like, little software is, like, yes, forcing language. Influencing. Wow. That's insane. I can't remember what else I typed. It was just some other little, like, you know, slur. Not, like, racial slurs or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. But, like, bad language to, like, refer to a woman. Yeah. Or, like, a, du- a dude or, like, genitals of any sort. Right. And it's correcting them. Whoa. It's like trying to say, like, po- try avoiding offensive language. I'm like, what the... Damn, what the fuck? That's crazy, dude. Like I thought like the novel or or just writing in general is like the last like free landscape Enterprise. The, yeah. the last frontier where you can say whatever you want because it's coming through the lens of like a story or a character's thoughts, totally. you know? Yeah. But like there was a, some story but I mean this was maybe like 2 or 3 years ago where some author was getting like reamed because they had written like a super racist character. Mm. And people were associating this racist character with the author. Right. But the author was just trying to write this story. Like, with they needed this character to express something. Yeah. To be, like, a foil towards, like, exposing the holes in their thoughts. Right. But instead, people just read it, and they're like, oh, my God. Yeah. I, this is so terrible. Racism. I'm yeah. so offended by this character. What's the fucking point <laughs> exactly yeah it's the yeah. fucking point buffalo bill was keeping that bitch in the well <laughs> yeah, yeah. and no one's going like this is terror i'm so triggered <laughs> no it's a good movie and he's an interesting character yeah yeah and he was a real wasn't buffalo bill a real psych uh serial killer as well like it was I think so. yeah i'm pretty so. sure it was like biographical uh, yeah yeah dude i don't know man like there's um there's the unhoused yeah <laughs> yeah yeah There'll be sometimes where I'm talking to someone and I like, I don't know. Like I, I they'll say some words and I like don't actually know what they just said because it's like, well, the problematic issue with the unhoused and the, you know what I mean? They love the word problematic. Yeah, yeah. like it's problematic and it's <laughs> systemic. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> systematically, systemically problematic. Yeah, and like there's points I understand and I'm like we're poking fun because there is like, I. I appreciate there's like care and there's like compassion behind it, mm-hmm. but also it becomes just like a reason to like get angry <laughs> a lot of times. Yeah, and it and uh, to also it's like signal. yeah, and, and and a lot of times it's like never coming up with a valid solution. Like it seems like to me, like mm-hmm. if you're going to criticize something, you should have the decency to like replace the current solution with your own solution but right now it's just a lot of people being like that's right that's problematic like that's and it's such broad spectrum like criticism that isn't being replaced with any real solution that 
I can't take that person seriously because it's just like, well, you just want to talk. Like, you just want to, like, yeah. yell. And, yeah. You just want to, like, show to me that you think this is wrong. Right. Exactly. Like, you you need me to know. Yes, yes, yes. That you're on board. Right. Like, just people on the internet, like, on Facebook and Instagram, people will post stuff that I see it and I'm like, I don't know if you really feel this way. Right. And like in your heart and if you take action towards this in your personal life or if you just saw this thing and thought you needed to repost it to like follow the trend of being like woke and like forthcoming with like these new progressive ideas. Like I think action towards something is so much more valuable than just throwing words up on the internet and saying how something bothers you or you think it's wrong. But action is hard, Matt. And oh, typing yeah. I mean, is especially, easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of people aren't even typing. They're just hitting. They're just copying and pasting. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Retweeting, clicking. Well, no, you're right. Action is hard. And yeah. I, but, I mean, I guess I I will credit that social media is like this giant billboard mm. for like the world or a country or the world's sentiments towards something, and the more you get people saying one thing about something the more publicity and coverage that thing is going to get right so i guess in that sense like that is some action but it's a collective thing mm-hmm. it's not like no one i don't think people are sitting there being like i'm posting this thing about how outraged i am about this cisgendered author writing a transgender novel mm. and like i this can't be right. this is wrong and i'm telling the world yeah ding they're not i don't think they're thinking about like that coming together with a bunch of other people thinking the same thing and like then making a change. Cause it's like mm. your contribution is just like, just like another clap in an audience. Like right. it's just falling into the mass of it. But at the end it's just a, it's noise. Yeah. It's the same idea again and again and again and again. Yeah. And like no one's coming through to be like, okay, here's what we could do. Right. About right. It. Right. hundred percent. Yeah. Dude, I just think it's the world today though, that people, have so many issues with everything <laughs> because they've been locked inside for so long. Yeah. That they're like, we need conflict. <laughs> we yeah, need, yeah. I'm I bored. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, totally dude. I, I, I wonder though, like what do you think is going to like downstream effects in the short term of the pandemic? Like, do you think people will be like, I have this dream that people will be like wanting just to be silly and just wanting to be, like, yeah. not take shit so fucking seriously and, like, not... I think in art... Because, like, there's, like, two realities, right? Like, there's a reality on, like, online where, you, like, you look and you're like, oh, my God, like, every human, like, hates the other. <laughs> and, like, they're just grouping yeah. up and talking shit about each other through tweets. And then it's, like, real life and most everybody's real life. Everybody just wants to, like, succeed and, and do well and be happy and I think that in our, like, day-to-day, I hope at least, like, it's going to translate itself into just, like, ah, just, like, don't worry about this. Like, we've had a year yeah. of, like, fucking worrying, you know? Like, I, I, I really hope that, you know, we can kind of get through, get past that. Just kind of be silly. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I feel strongly that there's, like, this air of like reformation Mm. especially lingering in like america right now Mm. that i feel like one of the downstream like what you're saying like 
outcomes of the pandemic, especially as everyone's getting vaccinated and going back to real life, yeah. is like the continuation of a lot of this outrage, but on a bigger scale, even mm. possibly. Like you know, people are just wanting. I mean, with the new administration and everything, there's a lot of change people are looking for. Right. And I feel like with they've had all this time to like actually sit and like let the ideas they have ruminate mm. and kind of develop into something. And now that we're going to be getting back into the world, like they're going to be hoping that they can make these changes they want, like show themselves in the real world, you know, right. like more inclusivity, like in, in all uh, occupations and stuff. Mm. See, like get having like a diverse um, body of workers, having diversity in everything. Right. And then also like, People really want to change the police a lot mm. um, is another thing. But, you know, that's like going to be like one group's kind of goals, I feel like, yeah. moving forward as we come out of the pandemic. As a whole, I think people are going to feel kind of... Dude, I think there's going to be a lot of people feeling real, like, powerful. Hmm. Feeling like they got through this and now hmm. they're stronger. Interesting. Because you like think, like, the, up until now, they hadn't really faced anything that was, like, too difficult or something? Or, like, yeah. to this degree of difficulty? Start walking around with a, little, a bit of a chip on their shoulder. <laughs> I, I survived corona. Yeah, so did 99% of the world. Yeah. Like, it's not the black plague. Yeah. I wonder if people, people are, like are going to miss telling other people to fucking put their mask on. Put your mask I wonder if, like, those people... Oh, my God. <laughs> Those they people, will, dude. They're going to miss that little bit of power that they had, you know? I fucking hate that. I hate that. The people that tell you to, like, get off the sidewalk. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're like, get, hey, six feet, bro. Yeah. I feel like, but I feel like that stuff's going to be around for a little while. Um, yeah, like, right. Masks mm -hmm. and stuff. Dude, I'm not, I like the, I might. I, I, I wouldn't mind if it became an acceptable thing for like when you're feeling under the weather or like mm. you're very conscious that you don't want to get sick wearing a mask because right. I have not like throughout the last year I've the gym's been open maybe for like three or four months randomly right. and I haven't usually I feel like the gym's where I would get a cold mm. where I'm touching shit that's been coughed on and there's all these fucking bodybuilder dudes that are perpetually sick <laughs> that are just working out all the time and just yeah um and I feel like that's usually where I got a cold, but I I haven't had a cold in a year and a half almost. Yeah, no, same. Like I haven't been like remotely sick, and it could be because of the masks and all mm -hmm. the hand sanitizer and shit. Right. Um, it could not be. Yeah, it do could you, just be that I've been around less people. Do you think though? Yeah, I mean, it's probably like a result of the measures plus a bunch of other stuff. But like, I was I was thinking about that too. I'm like, but are we just gonna get like weaker because of that? Like, shouldn't we shouldn't we be exposing ourselves to like each other germs. and germs you know like because otherwise yeah. if we stop then our immunity is just gonna stop building and then we're gonna die if we get a cold like yeah it's gonna have nothing to base itself on. yeah exactly it's not gonna it's gonna be like oh this is normal there's no nothing coming at exactly it's a problem yeah that's a good point yeah like, so i don't know how much we want to do that off. you know yeah like I I mean I know in Japan right it's very or in a lot of Asian countries it's very like normal that if you're feeling ill and I mean those people mm -hmm. still have like immunity to shit so maybe it's completely long, wrong but I think it, yeah. it it's only because they're maybe doing that yeah I don't I don't know but I could see it being become becoming more socially acceptable 
Um, I'd be okay with it. Yeah. People are fucking gross, dude. This <laughs> pandemic's made me realize, like, I don't, I don't want to touch shit that some people have touched. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. I, at the gym, they'll make you, like, spray and wipe down stuff. Yeah. They don't make you. They say you should. Yeah, right. Like, 10% of people do it. Yeah. And I'll even, like, I don't care sometimes. I won't wipe it down. Mm-hmm. Or I'll see someone didn't wipe it down, and I won't care. But certain people, <laughs> they'll finish with something, and I'll, I'll look. I'll be, like, going over to that bench, and I'll be like, Fuck I'm no, definitely bro. wiping. I'm spraying. This. I'm spraying the shit out of this thing. That guy looks gross. Like that guy looks like he has a parasite festering within him. So it, I mean, it's made me think people are gross, and that we're all just these uh, carriers. Cesspit. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of just like germs and yeah, bugs dude. And it really has kind of like reoriented, like. Like, looking at humans like vectors, you know? Like, we're all, like, yeah. little fucking vectors of disease. and Yeah. 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 How, you haven't There's been around, potential. like, a big group of people yet, right? Like, things aren't, like, totally... No, nothing too big. I mean, over by the boardwalk, there's a mobs of people. Yeah, yeah. But it's still, like, relatively tame. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got masks on and stuff like that. Right. No concerts or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how... Sam, hold on. I, yeah. Sam? Uh-huh. I I do too. <laughs> you gotta you okay. We'll just do you wanna I'll just keep it rolling. We'll keep it rolling, and, uh, yeah. And then Yeah, it'll be easier. Alright. Alright. See you in a bit. What I have to hit the pee break. Yeah, it's definitely a necessity. Yeah, you can kinda of feel the pressure mounting and I was wondering who was gonna break first. <laughs> no, the guest always has to, bro. If I don't get up, you don't get up. I've definitely been the one it's, to break that faux pas though. I've done that multiple times. Well, it's good to have both people do it because then you can actually cut yeah. the middle part. Exactly. Yeah. 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 No. I, but as we come back, I wanted to. I had a question for you. Okay. Two two questions. Two questions. Okay. Okay. So you've you've been up in BC or Vancouver? Where where do you live? Or, Van- whoa, that's the Providence. Yeah, Vancouver, BC, Canada, British Columbia. Yeah. Yeah. So you've been there for how long now? Uh. Well, okay. I mean, I moved here for school in uh, the fall of 2016, um, but then mm. I would come back for the summers, right? So, yeah, nine months of the year um, up until 2019. So the last, I've been in Vancouver continuously um, up until so. Let's see, 2019 of December. December 2019 was when I was lost back in the States. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, overall, I guess you could say, like, five years. But, realistically, yeah. the last year and a half or so um, has been, like, my first time where I haven't gone back to America at all because of yeah. the pandemic. And, I mean, at, at this point, you're not in school. You're just working, working yeah. and living there. Yeah. Have you considered becoming a Canadian citizen? <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. It's on, it's on my um it's in my mind. Um mm-hmm. I don't know, but I think that's probably my in my future. Um I w- I still want to travel at some point and if I want to yeah. do it makes that makes things a little difficult because so the way it works is like I have a, a work permit right now that's good for 3 years that I got when I graduated. Okay. So I have another 2 and a two and a bit, two and a half years or so, let's say, mm-hmm. um, on that permit. And then what I can do from there is apply for permanent residence. 
Um, yeah. And then if I stay on my permanent residence for like three or five years, then you get fast tracked for citizenship. Um, so it's definitely potentially in my cards. Um, but do you I, have intentions of doing that though? Like yeah, okay. So like this is my plan right now. My plan is to go. I'm gonna leave for the tree planting season in. Yes. literally in like four days or something um yeah come back in the beginning of august stay in vancouver probably for august and then depending on covid situation border situation mm-hmm. vaccine come back to america in september yeah. for a couple of months and then from there probably come back to vancouver because i'm keeping all my shit here and then yeah probably basing my life out of vancouver out of vancouver yeah. okay yeah that's what i was gonna get i was gonna say like right now if you had to decide like would you settle down in vancouver yeah i mean it's just so like it's hard to like do a big assessment like that because i feel like my brain's yeah, yeah. been on i mean pause. you're young yeah and my brain's yeah. just been on pause it's been a weird time yeah but i really like it here i really like mm. bc um so maybe not vancouver but somewhere else in bc like maybe moving out to the island or um, yeah that'd be cool yeah i i I like i like i really like british columbia and i think it's definitely a place i could see myself being for a while um Mm -hmm. i still want to travel i still want to go to south america i still want to see a lot of the world so whether that fits into my plan um or that long-term plan it's just nice. I like don't necessarily have to make that choice right now. Um, no, no. You know, like I, I'm blessed enough to have not one but two passports of places that I wouldn't mind living. Um, mm-hmm. And Canada is is also an option. So it's like it's the tragedy of choice where I have like too many decisions to make. But yeah, it's something that it's de- it's definitely in my mind. But in my experience, it's not something I'll like. No, I'm one. I wanted. I'm. I'm not really a person that's like. I don't know. Very rarely do I get this like long, super long term goal of being like I'm going to do this for this long, and mm-hmm. then the, like I. I, I was telling someone the other day like I operate in like six month increments. I feel like right now. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like I can't look that do, far out. Yeah. Do you Do you think that might have to do with the fact like you you I mean you're a world world traveler like since the time you were. <laughs> seven a baby yeah yeah you know like you were born in the uk and like established like an identity there and being a a british lad (laughs) and then you came to america and you were over towards the east coast um illinois then creating this new sam and then into california another sam and then traveling around the world a few different times and then settling in canada as well like do you feel more like a global citizen, like just as like a an occupant of Earth, <laughs> yeah. rather than of like any of the specific places you've been in? Yeah, I I feel like like ties are necessary, like I like roots are necessary, and like I think mm-hmm. I've had a really cool mix of both because 
I do have pretty like strong family ties to England, uh, like you know all my grandparents and uncles and aunts, and yeah, we were uh, lucky enough to be able to go back relatively often, you know, once or twice, uh, every two years or so, and that like let me kind of realize like that's also a home, and I do get this like yeah. weird feeling of like nostalgia and and like I get every now and again I get this longing for England. Um, mm-hmm. But if I had to think about it, like, I love California. Like, I feel like I came into my own in California. I feel like I, like, was... Yeah. I mean, that was, like, the bulk of my, like, adolescence. Um, but I feel like, for me, yeah, it's, I'm bad at staying in one place for a long time. Yeah. Um, unless there's a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, unless there's a pandemic. Yeah, like, I just feel like I'm going to be moving a lot um, or traveling yeah. a lot or because it's like why not you know like i i yeah. have the ability to and um i think it's something that i love to do and yeah yeah something that yeah like i said since i was i mean really since i was 18 when i was doing it by myself but um mm-hmm. maybe had been instilled in me just from moving you know that initial move from england yeah um seeing different things i mean it's quite yeah. romantic honestly yeah this idea of experiencing life in all these different places and, mm. and i feel like you're you're one to dive into it a bit more yeah i mean when you came to america you like posed as an american <laughs> yeah, yeah for exactly. a while <laughs> for a while but like you know then as time went on i feel like you became an individual mm. like rather than just a product of where you were because you'd been in these different places mm. um but yeah i i can uh I'm kind of I'm envious of your spirit towards like be having this fluidity to move through like to one place to the next mm. and take in what you can and toss out what you don't and like kind of like like you're refining your character as you mm. pull in like a bigger pool of people to compare it to and yeah. lifestyles to to compare to your own and kind of craft your experience based on all these different things you've seen. Yeah, I mean, I different places you've been and different kids you've been around, you know, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I think like, like you say, like I'm, yeah, this, I don't know. I feel like a little collector. I, I, I like, I like one of my favorite things is like being able to like connect with someone who normally like we, I would have nothing in common, but I vis mm-hmm. I visited their country. I, you know, I stayed somewhere for a month or I like. Uh, I like the tiny, tiny little bits of like, for example, like Indian culture that I was uh, like uh, able to kind of witness and, and be a part of. Um, now, like if I, if I like, honestly, if I tell someone uh, who's from India that I, you know, spent 10 weeks there or whatever. They're like, why? <laughs> they're like, what? They're, you know, they're like, per- <laughs> yeah, they're perplexed. Uh, but it's like a chance for me to like, to build a connection with someone. And I, I, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about like what I, like, what I like, like what I thrive at, where where I feel like I'm thriving, mm-hmm. and a lot of it is like just communicating with people and sharing experiences with people. And yeah, you mentioned that like <laughs> different context, but like that connection to someone else, like yeah, that's where I feel like I'm like most like like I feel like I'm fulfilling something, you know. So if yeah. I can if I can live a life where I'm doing that, you know, throughout my life, and I'm sure there'll be a point where I just get tired and I, 
I'll, I'll settle down somewhere. But, you know, for the foreseeable few years, I think I want to be continue. I, I think there's going to be an explosion of that, too, like for other people. Right. Like, yeah, like, there's so many people's travel plans were just like paused or, or, or thrown in the garbage. And I think I'm really excited to see that. Like, I'm really excited to see like the resurgence of. Because I think people will actually like travel. Yeah, and people because yeah. people will be excited again. Like they'll they'll be like, oh, this is what we were missing. Like you know, they'll be so yeah. fucking pumped. I think like, I think there's yeah. gonna be a lot of partying. There's gonna be a lot of like joy, and then maybe after like three months of that, people are gonna be like, actually, I kind of like Netflix. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> settle know? back. In. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I've thought about that. I was like, I feel like this last year has turned me into. I was already like a introvert, kind of more like le- would lean towards like staying home right. for a lot of different reasons, and I feel like now it's like this is my my house is like my shelter. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. in 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 Frankenstein, the creature finds a hovel as he calls it, <laughs> and it, it's basically like a cave in the icy tundra, yeah. and he just like lives in there, and I kind of feel that as because the world around you know we were told like you got to stay inside and got to right just be responsible and now i feel like there's this identity within me of like my home being part of me wow yeah rather than just the place that keeps me safe so i i feel like there's going to be people when things get back to normal who are avoiding social gatherings yeah not because they're not social people but because they they don't they don't want to leave the comfort of their totally shelter yeah i think so i think it's gonna split i think i don't know what the percentages are but i think there's gonna be a certain number of people that have the the response you're saying where they're like they you know they felt Mm -hmm. very maybe the more classic introverts who have felt very Mm -hmm. like safe who felt very um yeah almost like reassured in their in their introversion over the last year yeah and then also the other side of the population that's been kind of just itching um, to get out yeah, I mean like at some point you do have to just concede and be like because I th- I think of myself as an extrovert I mean obviously I like my alone time as well but um, mm-hmm. I think at some point your extroversion just kind of has to like you have to turn it down because otherwise you're just yeah. not gonna be able to function survive yeah yeah exactly so it'll be really interesting I I'm very excited to see kind of what the future holds there and I don't know what Dude, the time scale might, is. You but... might miss it. I know. <laughs> I'm kind of scared about that. Cheat. You're not even going to get your second dose. <laughs> I'll get it. So they, they, they're doing it weird here. They're like, you have to come back in four months after your first one. Cause they're, four months? Yeah, because their supply is like, I don't know, some Trudeau. Well, like, I guess then you'll hit, you'll hit the timing perfect. Yeah, exactly. So I'll come, come back right in time, get the second dose, um, turn in to a little uh, homoerotic fairy and then um just just rub it <laughs> just, just, rub, just like a day you can yeah. hit you can hit me up i gotta <laughs> we'll time our second dose yeah dude so <laughs> you know i always wanted to try being gay but i just never <laughs> felt it the in timing me. was never and then right. i got the vaccine and i tried it and it was fun but i don't like it anymore because the vaccine's gone uh, like, okay yeah so no dude you might i mean you might come back to when you're in the forest out there. You might come back to pandemic round two. I hope not. I, I that, what I thought was gonna happen like last year was that I was gonna go off. I was gonna come back and like life would be normal. And I think oh, I hope that that's what happens this year. But I mean, a degree of degree of normal, you know. 
Like I, yeah, I, they're they're not honestly they're not really rolling out vaccines as well as they are in the U.S. Um, it's like the one mm-hmm. one part of the pandemic I'd say the U.S. is actually doing good in, but um, yeah. I think by June, our my age group is like I, I got it uh before everyone because I'm uh I work, work with, with old people. yeah with the vulnerable population yeah. so. Um, yeah, so the I think vulnerable population. That's a, your PC. That's language. what they call it. Vulnerable old, po- old is offensive. <laughs> <laughs> They're vulnerable. You ageist piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so yeah, I'm. Um, I think June is when people are gonna get vaccinated full, like fully. Hopefully, I don't know. And then uh, yeah, yeah, I'll come back get my second jab, and then yeah, chill in van for a couple through two three weeks, and then hopefully be back in the land of milk and honey the land of plenty you need to yeah i know it's missed you i know i mean i'm I'm california is exactly the same (laughs) yeah i miss i miss everybody i miss my parents i miss you guys i miss i miss uh the hills i really do yeah dude on the on the note of that like missing people in connection Mm -hmm. this last year um you've been you've had this podcast going where you've a lot of it's been digital yeah uh over video the conversations have you felt like with some people you've been able you've connected more with them because of having this podcast rather than just like infrequent text messages and stuff yeah i mean you you for one i think we'd have we've had more in-depth conversations digitally over the like the last year than mm-hmm. a year for example when i was at school when we would like yeah we you know we call yeah. cons- you know every now and again or text Maybe most one it, yeah yeah like once a, in That's the, the year you don't feel obliged to like uh like flesh out your like communication with someone when you're like ah oh, sam's whatever miles away yeah i can call him anytime if i want yeah exactly so why do it right now i could call him tomorrow exactly you can put it off forever yeah then you never and do you know you can you could send a text and you might send me a paragraph and then two days later i'll send you a paragraph right. back but i feel like with this you actually you're blocking out time to be like we are stuck <laughs> exactly. like in front of this whether microphone. you like it or not yeah yeah and I mean, it might be different because like you are, it's going out to the world, but I've thought like t- having a conversation for the sake of a podcast prompts you to expand on your ideas and express yourself more thoroughly because you're not just, we're not going to do like a therapy thing. If you're not telling me something, I'm not going to start probing at you on here. Right. But what's wrong, Sam? Yeah, yeah. What, what's up? Like I would in real life where you'll just let someone be quiet if that's what they want to do. Right. On here, you just, I'm, you're trying to get me to talk. I'm trying to get you to talk and it just keeps going. Yeah. And you have, you get like that opportunity to like dive a little deeper on stuff because you feel a, a sort of pressure like you have to, I suppose. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think it's a weird pressure, but it's a good one because it, like you say, it like it forces something to keep keep coming out of your mouth whereas like if you were on the phone it would be very easy to be like all right uh dinner's ready like i yeah i gotta go you know what i mean i i think yeah. blocking something off like this um it's a it's a weird way to communicate i think it's a good way mm-hmm. to communicate in some respects like obviously knowing that we're recording we're probably not going to bring up like i don't know some things just subconsciously yeah, of course. um 
anything too personal right anything like that yeah but then again sometimes i surprise myself in like how much i i talk about stuff so maybe that's maybe that's just a comfort thing though like the the amount of time you spend on the microphone like the less you care about (laughs) what's coming out well i mean exposing or like sharing intimate personal stuff like about related to sex or like weird experiences or like bad things you've done there's something kind of fun about right. telling people about it yeah and that's why there's something kind of fun about like telling your podcast audience about yeah. that time you had a nocturnal emission <laughs> or, <laughs> right or that dude you locked in the shed you know like there's something there's something kind of like you feel like you're going off the rails a little bit, letting it loose. Yeah, yeah. I, that, I mean, I, I think that's what people like. Like people want to hear that stuff because like you were saying, mm-hmm. a callback to like to the reason people engage with art, like they see that in themselves. They they, they, they like they're like, oh, like <laughs> that guy is just fucking weird as I am. Or weirder. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think it, it's nice to let people in on that. Yeah, they don't yeah. don't need to just be in the dark and, like, think you're just your Facebook photo. And right. The few things you say on there that are, like, super doled down. Right. Yeah. Meant to be, like, crowd-pleasing. Exactly. Instead of, like, hearing you talk about weird shit. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. The size of your poops yeah. and smoking weed in the hills right. as a child. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, like, my, my conversation, like, I hadn't talked to Freight. Well, I mean, I talked to Freitas, like, maybe a few months ago. Uh, yeah. Maybe it was still in 2020, but, um, but our conversation, man, like, that guy, I would love to, like, I, I could do a, I could 100%, I mean, I think I could do a podcast with you where we were, like, regularly recording stuff and doing things. Mm-hmm. I can definitely do one with Freight just because, like, he's, like, literally the easiest person to talk to. Yeah. You can just like lead him along, yeah, to to just tell you these stories and these things that you never knew could happen to anyone, yeah. and you never knew happened to him. Yeah, exactly. And he'll just keep going. I know he did so many. It's like, oh yeah, when I was in seventh grade, and I fucking like told my teacher <laughs> I was a pirate or like the, yeah, whatever. Freitas will whip out a story that you're. You don't know how he hadn't told you. <laughs> yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And like a lot of them, they're confirmably true. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah, ask yeah. Us, another source and he'll just tell you about it. He's like, yeah, when Josh shot me in the knee with an arrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you'll yeah. be like, that didn't happen. And then you'll ask Josh and he'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah I shot him with an arrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, didn't he shoot Josh with an arrow? I think that's I it. I have no idea. I think that's what it was. It I'm pretty down. sure he shot Josh. <laughs> But that's all. That's another thing about podcasting is that you're pulling. You get to pull out these things that kind of go unsaid sometimes. These stories yeah. that fade into oblivion. Exactly. Yeah. I, th- the other thing on what you were saying about the conversation itself, like you pose a question or we're talking about a topic, and I I like the fact that you're kind of forced to elaborate and like have an opinion on certain things yeah like you can't just leave it sitting you can't just say like i think this and like stop you kind of got to try to flesh it out and you might be wrong you might say something that's not necessarily how you felt Uh but that's that's kind of the the risk of doing something like this is like yeah be having the comfort that you can be wrong and that you could have a bad take on something. 100%. But you're taking the chance to actually have an opinion. Yep. 
exactly just like be like i agree yeah 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 (laughs) a sounding board yeah exactly yeah yeah a hundred percent and like i've I've had people on or wanted to have people on that were like they were like legitimately afraid and and they're like well what you know what if people get angry what if people like i'm like first of all there's only like 40 people listening (laughs) yeah it's not but it's there for (laughs) so yeah but exactly but they were like yeah but it's gonna be on record and you know but eventually i'm able to kind of break through and be like like that's like that's the point like the point is what you said yeah. it's like being like being able to be wrong like being able to just like have some opinion that isn't distilled mm-hmm. and and you know perfected in a fucking instagram post which is like yeah my yeah i i think that podcasting has like opened up a lot of communication kind of barriers that i had had just because yeah yeah I, I, you know you want people to like you or you want people to respect you or you want people mainly you want people to like you and that's like a yeah. very very powerful force that's kind of like smushed into us from evolution but yeah you don't realize that like people like genuineness people yeah. people prefer I mean, this like yeah people like you like i like you and our other friends from back home like you because you are you like yeah. you say the things that Sam says right. you have opinions that only Sam has right. and you make jokes that only Sam makes exactly. and that are unique to you and when you know when you go to a job interview or something you're not that side of you is not coming out necessarily you're putting a a best foot forward you're trying to be the person that the world wants you to be right. in that moment and I like when you bring a guest on, they might start off being like that. Yeah, yeah, trying yeah. Trying to conform a bit to like what an ex- the expectation they have. Totally. But but when that your true self can kind of come through, like that's what's charming. Right. That's what's what it's what's attractive about it is like the things you share on here that you wouldn't have shared years ago. A hundred percent. Because that's where like you become a human, and that's the same the same aspects of you that your actual intimate friends like like can be received by totally anonymous people Yep. that you're not going to get to have that connection with them, but they can still have it with yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hundred. I think about that all the time. Like, like, I, I mean, there's this, you know, this part of my head that's like, ah, who the fuck do you think you are? Like fucking broadcasting your random shit to people. But it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like my friends, like my random shit and my friends were just yeah. people. And like, why, why couldn't other people also enjoy it? And you know, you do yeah. it long enough and people will actually start listening and you it's they do yeah it's pretty um it's it's pretty incredible I, I i i'm very glad that i kind of delved into this like i didn't know what it was going to turn into but and i still don't know what it what it will turn into but what it can turn into yeah. dude i'm i'm so glad that you are you're <laughs> like of all our friends you're the you're the one to do it i feel like <laughs> Um, we I feel like half of us have said we're gonna start our own and not done it. Yeah, it's it's um, just, yeah. But it's I've noticed like as you've just gone further with this, you've it's coming across better, mm-hmm. and you're get you're bringing in new people and just exploring things. It's not getting dull. I've listened to a lot of them actually, like oh, with nice. our friends especially, and I feel like because I have that personal connection, I might enjoy them more than a random person. Right. Right. Um, like Riley said, he's like, it feels like you're just in the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Like you're 
Freda says something, and I go, oh, yeah, man, remember? And then you cut me off. I'm like, oh, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not here. Like, I'm not. <laughs> Which is a pleasant feeling. And I'm sure, like, like with podcasts I listen to, like, not of you, like the famous, popular mm-hmm. ones, I feel like I'm in those conversations, even though I don't personally know these people. 100%, yeah. I feel like I'm involved, and I'm part of the talk. Yep. And they say things, and I go, oh, that's such a so-and-so thing to say. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you start to relate to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These huge comedians that, like, will never talk to you ever or, like, not even look at you. Yeah. Like, oh, Bobby Lee. <laughs> like, ah, yeah, classic Bobby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I fucking love Bobby Lee. Me too, dude. I, I've been really, like, delving into his shit, like, uh, all, of his, all of his podcasts. He's just, like, one of the funniest motherfuckers out there. He's so unique. Yeah. He's so kind of gross so gross knows it but like exactly like and then talking about like like you know divulging things that (laughs) you don't know if necessarily like he just doesn't i mean he's obviously been in the game for ages but like he will say anything on the microphone (laughs) like anything yeah (laughs) and he won't be canceled no 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 yeah comedians can't get exactly no i don't think they can sam if you go long enough you'll be bulletproof i think so right i just gotta keep going Yeah. You definitely should. I don't th- I don't foresee well, you're going to have a 4-month hiatus. I know, yeah. I'm going to yeah, I don't know Maybe. how I'm going to be posting stuff, but I'm going to be trying to be recording during that time. So hopefully I'll... you got a microphone to attach to your Yeah, I'll show you this little thing. It's pretty dope actually. It was like maybe like 150 bucks, but just like okay. plugs into your shit and kind of You can use it to film stuff too. Could be like an interesting addition to your camera. Yeah. Setup. But you can dude will will made a short film uh a few months ago huh and we we took a lot of the audio using an iphone with one of those plugged in oh it. yeah okay and it, and it actually turned out pretty good yeah it's not bad i've like Once played around with it up. yeah it's it's pretty cool actually you may want to consider some sort of like windscreen okay yeah like a, a dead cat like uh-huh. one of, it looks like a fluffy mic cover yeah to yeah put yeah because you're gonna be outside most of the time totally right? yeah kind of bite that off but you're gonna have no way to upload that while you're out there yeah i know i mean yeah probably not but it's okay i'll come back with the bank yeah. banked stuff yeah release stuff the the forest diary <laughs> yeah exactly about sam deciding to share a tent with jeremy <laughs> one night <laughs> i'll definitely keep that posted yeah you keep you posted on that front yeah. Weird shit happens out there. Let me tell you. Like, yeah, there's some, uh, <laughs> there's some uh, exploration. I'm sure. There's there's men and women there. Correct? Yeah, yeah, men and women. Okay. So I would say I it's like a good fifty fifty. Can you shower out there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the showers. The infrastructure is pretty wild. It's like, yeah, full showers, heated, uh, full mm-hmm. kitchen trailer. So like, oh. Yeah, the food is pretty great. Can you get groceries and stuff, or they oh, they cook they everything for you. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's it's pretty insane. Like honestly, um, how much they're they're able to do for you out there. But yeah, yeah. back to the woods, mate. They're calling me. Dude, I'm kind of I'm jealous. I want to do something like that, bro. I'm telling you, like, if you ever have a summer where you like, whatever, somehow mm-hmm. are in Canada, <laughs> and are able yeah. to work here. Uh, like you can get a work holiday visa, I think. If you ever wanted to do that for a year, come and tree plant, and you will. What you just apply it like online or something? Yeah, it's like a... I, if you, if realistically you wanted to do it, 
just tell me that you wanted to do it and you're in if you say you were in Canada and you were legal to work just tell me and then I give you I contact my boss and then he would contact you and be like so I heard you want to be a tree planter and then it just goes yeah. from there <laughs> um, it's like getting into the fucking meth game it kind of so, is it yeah. kind of I mean there is like a form the <laughs> there is kind of like a formal route but like mm-hmm. I don't, I literally knew one person that like actually submitted a resume and like did yeah. an interview what the fu- I mean yeah. <laughs> yeah are you qualified to fucking plan a tree <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah I think Honestly, it, it's a wild experience, but yeah, dude, I can't believe you're going back to it. I can't believe it either. <laughs> but I mean, it sounds like it's no a unique experience. You, I mean, you're getting to spend time outside. You're doing something that has an impact yeah. and is productive for the environment. It's and productive. The world. It's it's and you're like the the you're uh, also what am I doing? making some cash money yeah right? you're making quite a lot of cash money you're making quite a lot of and you're not you're a, huh? you're making quite a lot of cash you're but like realistically like the like i've never i've literally never had a job where it made me like feel like i mean i think it has a lot to do with living outside <laughs> mm-hmm. but like the i i you i'm uh, two weeks into the season like you are you talk about like being in the present or whatever like yeah. you are not stressed. Like there is no stress because I think it's because yeah. you're so physically exhausted a lot of the time. Yeah, you're living outside. You're you have literally nothing else to focus on except planting trees, and yeah. it, there's like a weird um, beauty to like the simplicity of that. Um, yeah, and you kind of get to you got your workload load laid out for you. Exactly. You, there, you know what you got to do. There's this kind of weird. Uh, I don't know, like. Yeah, just like this weird feeling of like fulfillment. I don't know. It's it's a strange one, but um, yeah, it's a it's a cool dude. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I might I might consider it, bro. Not this summer, obviously, because I don't think I can get into Canada. Yeah, yet. yeah, yeah. But at for at some sake. point, if you ever were in Canada and were able to work, um, and you yeah. wanted to do like a hard physical job, <laughs> and oh, I love the hard physical and bang, job. Then yeah could do it and all, i mean with the money on the money side you're not you don't have expenses while you're there no literally you're it's all saving everything it's all part of it yeah yeah so what is it just one lump paycheck when you're done no like you're getting paid every two weeks like a normal job like you're on payroll it's like legal oh okay. so like for by the books. is it directly depositing or are they yeah, giving yeah. you the check out there no it's all <laughs> you're just you're just out in the mud and they're just here you go and you're like where do i keep yeah, this yeah. and they're like doesn't Don't matter lose it. it's void after 90 days <laughs> yeah, yeah. and they're like but i'm here for 100 yeah. <laughs> yeah no exactly it's all it's all it's all a pretty formalized job it's it's just yeah i mean it's legit yeah. you're not like working on a weird strawberry farm <laughs> exactly. on the border exactly like, exactly <laughs> sometimes it feels not... like that but then yeah um, yeah but yeah you're getting do you have you're getting paid per tree so it's like it's all how hard yeah. you're working do you have any friends accompanying you yeah this, this year so i went last year with elliot who's been yes uh my my guy and then yeah this year Your boyfriend yeah, yeah my boyfriend and then this <laughs> year uh i'm going with uh caleb who's my roommate and his he's bringing his girlfriend and then my friend uh gorka Who's uh, one of my friends from first year? He's coming up as well. Been on the podcast. Yeah, you know? he has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all have actually. Dude, 
That, well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> if any of your friends hadn't came on yeah, that yeah. are like actually there in person, you should leave them <laughs> as a friend. You'd be like, you don't support me yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> Dude, you know, Kaya and I, because I mentioned to her, I was like, Sam's going back to the trees. <laughs> and she was like, we should go. Yeah. She's like, that's a great, if we both went, you know, we we get to bank all that cash and, you know, be kind of camping for like months straight. You are camp. You're straight up camping. Yeah. You're in the fucking world. That sounds wonderful <laughs> yeah yeah dude if if i could have had some opportunity like that mm-hmm. here like in california where i am mm-hmm. or, i mean if, i would have traveled anywhere in the u.s for it yeah but like in the last year i would have taken yeah. it in a heartbeat yeah that's like i've i think any sort of like i those are employment opportunities like that are great because you actually just get to get away exactly. and you are working but you're not in your normal life and you can just focus on that and kind of like let loose a little bit totally hundred percent. Relax. Yeah, it it, it make is. Make some money. It is. It's like the the mental clarity is is dramatic, honestly. Yeah, um, and it's because it's such a different lifestyle than like you know you can be here working full time in the states in California or whatever, working full time to like barely pay your rent, mm-hmm. like have to skimp out on like the groceries you're buying because yep. you don't have enough money for like the things you really want or like the choices you'd like to make yep. in your diet. And then, like, not have money to, like, save yep. or go out and do things yeah. versus, like, just what you're doing, like, hunkering down on this job yeah. that you're going to do and, like, being fully involved in it and not having expenses, just, like, living your life. Like, I mean, you're so focused on the job that you're living out there yep. at that point. Mm-hmm. And then when you're done, you're like, okay, now I got money. Yeah. Now I can worry about the bills and all that bullshit exactly. again. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very weird way. Like I, it's a very strange way to live your life, but it's like, it's kind of ideal. <laughs> like if you yeah. if you ask me, if you're if you're willing to to give up, <clears throat> obviously your summer. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I haven't found a better um, alternative. It's it's like if you were if you wanted to like work and travel for like a few, a, a year or so, like it would be the mm-hmm. literally the perfect perfect thing to do. Um, yeah it only happens in the summer yeah so there's like some Mm. some in the spring um it starts in the spring but and then it goes i think there's a season in quebec for a month after the summer okay uh that's way like because you're you're way on the east side of canada right i'm on the west or the west side yeah yeah yeah. yeah and where you're planting the trees is it's on the west side. Yeah, as well. like it's in the interior, so it's not along the coast. Okay. The, so the spring season is more along the coast, um, like yeah. on Vancouver Island and stuff. And then in interior is like the bulk of the season in the summer. Um, so I'll be going. You kind of go all around BC, like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's also the dope part about it is like I saw I saw more of BC last summer than I had in my entire four years of living here um yeah before that so um and it's it's beautiful man it's just like raw nature like that's also yeah. something i hadn't really experienced you're just on these like so untouched dirt roads yeah and it's like it's obviously it's logged but um other than other than that it's like it's pristine so you, you it's pretty wild yeah. to like feel like there's there's no cell service there's nothing around i love that yeah Cause like here, I mean, where I am, like you can go to plenty of state parks, national parks, right. but there's still like a bubble yeah. in the middle of the world, in the middle of civilization. Right. 
rather than like in Canada, you're basically like as you drive north more, exactly. you're just getting further <laughs> yeah. and further away from anything. You got like a little checkpoint with Alaska. Up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But everything else is just like the further you go, the more rural it gets, 100%. the more wildlife you'll see and the less people. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. The bears but, come out. Oh, yeah. Do you guys have self-defense out there? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> or is it just a jiu-jitsu? <laughs> jiu-jitsu, you have your shovel. <laughs> That's not a bad one. I mean, the, like, the, um, the camp people have, like, in camp, they have a gun. So, like, if some shit goes down, if some pollinators are getting out of line. No. <laughs> yeah. If a bear comes through, like, they've had to shoot bears before. Um, yeah, like won't leave camp or whatever, but because um, usually the go-to's keep the bear alive, right? Like protect everyone, but let it pass because it's not. Yeah, most likely the bear's not coming to camp to eat humans. They're not coming to camp to eat humans, but the thing about bears is they are very they ha- they form habits really easily. So if they know that there's food somewhere, they're gonna keep mm. coming back the next day and the next day. Yeah. So and then just the probability increases that there's gonna be an issue when. You know the bears around humans more, so yeah, yeah. Well, if it's coming expecting food and it shows up and there's not, food, yeah, exactly. What what's it gonna look to? It's gonna eat you <laughs> ass first, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so ideally, just leave. There's no bears coming to camp. Um, that didn't, and no yeah. no bears came into camp last year, so I'm hoping that happens again. But yeah, you never fucking know. Yeah, um, just take its back. We're <laughs> naked. Should be good. Its neck's probably about fifty inches wide. I was gonna wide. say just hug so, around. So yeah, two the two arm rear naked choke. Exactly. Yeah, like the revenant. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, any last questions for me, dude? Any last questions for Sam? No, man. I mean, I want to... Do you have anything? You. This is going to be your last upload yeah. before you leave, right? I think so. You might add a little a little blurb on your own yeah. afterwards. Um, so I'll leave you. I'll let you do that yourself. But I'm honored to be the last guest before the hiatus. Heck yeah, man. No, you... My third appearance here. Yeah, exactly. You're becoming one of my regulars. Oh, yeah. I think you might. That might oh, yeah. be the most, the more, the most someone's come on. Actually, it's three times. I feel like I've only had two Ooh. people, two times come on before. Yeah, the trophy I'm belongs here to be a reoccurring guest. Hell yeah, guest of the year. No, <laughs> Freitas takes guest of the year no matter what. Because he's a fucking legend. I want a belt. <laughs> yeah. Um. I have. I have one announcement. Yeah. Um. For those of you listening who have access to HBO Max, oh, yeah. you can watch a short film that I am in on there currently. It's called One, Two, Three, All Eyes on Me. It is about a school shooting. Mm. And <laughs> it's about... <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing about this. <laughs> it's about... It's an anti-gun violence film. It's uh, powerful. It's scary it made me really uncomfortable watching it mm. even though i was in it um but it's on there your boys on hbo wow check it out it's only like 16 minutes long but 
Sick. It's there. That's so cool. You can find my face. That's amazing. On HBO, Next dude. to Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, what the fuck? That's crazy. It's su- it's super convenient. The name's 123, All Eyes on Me, uh, because that puts at it the at top. the start yeah, of yeah, the A yeah, through Z. Yeah, yeah. So I pulled it up. I was like, it's on the front page. Wow. I was like, oh, wait, no, it's not. Uh, <laughs> That's so cool, man. That's fucking sick. But listeners, if you made it this far... You must like me a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> check out the movie. I'm not in it very long, but but you're in you'll it. See me. That's what matters. Yeah, awesome. And that that was like a student film. No, dude, this was like a legit indie film. Legit, damn. Yeah, cool. Legit. I mean, it's on HBO for crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it won a bunch of awards and stuff. It was eligible to be nominated for the Oscars, but I don't. It did not receive okay. a nomination for best short. Right. But. It was legit. That is fucking Paperwork. Sick. Had to give them a social security number and all that shit. Wow. So you're yeah. going to trickle, the money's going to trickle in. <laughs> no, dude, I got a one-time check of $125, and that's <laughs> shit. it. <laughs> no residual. That's all you get. <laughs> we met with the director like four different times to do like, deep character work and wow. like all this crazy and we were only on screen for like mark me like 35 seconds wow but this dude was really invested in this and he like met with us and was like training us and doing all this weird crap Damn. and we weren't getting paid for that but that's kind of the fun of it if like someone's that invested yeah you're willing to give your time just for the sake of the, the art. experience yeah yeah wow amazing but yeah i think that's my only plug okay uh, follow me on OnlyFans. <laughs> you joke now. <laughs> Just wait. I don't. I don't have a. I don't have a profound final thought for the world today. Okay, that's all right. I think your plug is pretty profound. It's pretty dope. Yeah, that's my plug. Tune in to HBO. One, two, three. All eyes on me. Available for watch. Dope. All right. And Samuel, you will be missed. I know. I'll miss you too. I'll miss these rendezvous yeah. i'll try eventually we'll see each other in real life yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> give me three or four months and we'll do it yeah uh, all right well big questions no answers this has been matt cropscott and sam villa signing off big questions no answers see these questions i got on my mind them all the time time like traveling through the universe i'm scrambling these black holes how does time flow if i dropped in one where would i go when i come out a hundred years old big question no answers though what happens when we dream is this world